calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, this is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. everyone and welcome to another spoiler review uh episode here uh for wandavision episode six from the geek buddies Thanks, everyone. Uh, I am one of your hosts. I am the Outlaw John Roca, writer, producer, and host here on the Outlaw Nation, joined as always by my other fellow geek buddies, Michael. Uh, this is Michael Vogel. Uh, I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies, and I'm coming to you from Palm Springs for the weekend. Hey! <laughs> nice, nice. Look, he looks good in that energy field in Palm Springs. Shannon oh, McClung. Yeah. Yes, my name is Shannon McClung. I'm an actor and an animation writer on TV. You may have seen me on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Silicon Valley, and Modern Family, and I'm coming to you from Burbank, where I'm drinking something healthy and green. <laughs> as long as it isn't kombucha, you can stay for the two hours. Uh, we know what that does to people's bodies. Shout out uh, to our special guest yet again every week here for these WandaVision reviews. I can't help Thank but think you. she is Thank the reason you. these reviews are being uh, watched by so many people. 19,000 views watched, uh, people watched this last week there. 
the great Emma Five. Emma, talk about Woo! it. Look, I don't. I'm not going to not take credit for the high viewership numbers. Listen, yeah, do you it, gotta girl. have some small victories in life. <laughs> mine is that I can get people to show up to talk about it or to listen to some people talking about a show that I'm really, really enjoying. I'll take it. I'll Absolutely. Take, it. Here, take all the credit. Emma. I'm happy <laughs> to see it. You've been fantastic on these. Uh, and I just want to let people know who are watching us or maybe seeing us for the first time. This is a spoiler review. We like to warn you a spoiler review. We will be talking about everything. We're breaking it down. And just to give you a heads up, our last episode was two hours yet. It is the most watched review episode we've had yet. Dang. So we jump, we jump into these deep and it seems like a lot of you all are appreciating where we're coming from. So we're going to get into it now. Final warning, spoiler review, spoiler review. All right, but first, let's hear from all the, from everybody. What was your overall impression of episode six? Michael, let's start with you there in Palm Springs. Feelings? Uh, I, I thought it was great. I think we kind of surpassed the, you know, we sort of, the show starts in sort of a what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And then episode four and five kind of gave us a, okay, we've got our bearings. There's still a lot of questions. And we're now getting into a whole bunch of reveals with a, still a lot of things that we're confused about, but we're like really moving forward. So I feel like this episode really uh, got us a giant step towards what they're planning for this big finale. And the pacing is great. The timing is all right. And I love this sort of new Pietro. Like, mm. I think that to me, yeah. I, know that, I, know that, I know that Evan Peters played him in the other X-Men movies, but yeah. like, that was kind of a different Pietro. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson was a different Pietro. The Pietro that's happening here is very different. And so I thought he was a great addition. Uh, just so much to be excited about. Uh, I, I was super on board. And uh, who doesn't love a good Malcolm in the Middle riff? <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a great point you bring up, and certainly he's different, Michael, because he's Peter. He's from. He was raised in America. This Peter X Men coming over from the MCU. Well, films what, yes and Diego no. Except Sokovia. he's not though. Except well, yeah. he's not. We don't though. know. We don't know. I, I well, don't know what he is to be honest with you, but yeah, yeah, we throw it out there for sure. But yeah, but like, but I think I think to Uncle that Peter. point. Yeah. Yeah. I think to that point, though, uh, really quickly, I mean, I know this is just our overall thoughts of the show, but I think that's what's really interesting is when he showed up on the doorstep, big, you know, explosion at the end of last episode. Yeah. We didn't know if this episode was going to be, what am I doing here? Right. You're not, you're not my sister. Wait, where are the X Men? Like, we could have gone down a very different path and we kind of show up in a, okay, well, he's just a part of this world. Mm -hmm. But as he starts talking, He's very different than I think anybody expected him to be yeah. and creates a whole bunch more questions, which we will get into. But I thought that was yeah. what was great about the episode for creates, sure. Creates a whole new reality, possibly, for both him and Wanda. Um, uh, Emma, overall yes. thoughts on episode six here? I I think that the relationship between Wanda and whatever is going on with this version of her brother, be it Peter, be it Pietro, definitely Quicksilver in some capacity yeah. was one of definitely the highlights for me about the episode. Um, I also come from a position of being somebody that has a brother. And so when they had that mm. like nice brother sister moment towards the end of the episode, which of course didn't end up so well after a comment he made, <laughs> which we'll get into, but they did have this really nice moment of being like, I'm, I'm your brother. You can trust me. You can talk to me. Even if on some level, I don't know if we can trust him because I don't know that Wanda's the one that's brought him there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I thought that there was so much about this episode that just worked. And also 
the feeling that we're getting further and further away from the sitcom gimmick. Like we had a whole episode where we were looking at it from the outside, which was necessary for us to go, okay, here's a, we get a little bit of a sense of what's going on. Yeah. Here's the, the show putting on the brakes for a second saying, yes, this is weird. And also giving us a moment to really meet and uh, get to know Monica Rambo as Monica Rambo, yeah. not as Geraldine, the neighbor. Right. Uh, but there's definitely a lot in this episode that I think, you know, you're really feeling this sense of the loss of control of her world and also like brings up some new questions about Agnes's involvement. And I'm I'm fully, fully into this complicated web that they're weaving. Absolutely. It's a great point you bring up here, Emma. Yeah. Six, uh, Shannon, this is the end. It's episode six we're talking about here. We're supposedly have only three episodes left in this series. There's been rumors about a Phantom 10th episode possibly <laughs> coming in. We'll see if that comes true. But at this point, we've crossed the halfway point, Shannon. What was your feeling about episode six as we start to barrel into the latter half of this series? Yeah, it seems like this this uh, episode was the conclusion of the second act of this show, and we're getting into the third act. The The positions are being taken on the table for our big final, whatever the finale is going to be. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that leading up to this, you know, we were able to pick out those sitcoms that they were ripping off of. I don't remember anyone picking out Malcolm in the Middle. Like that one just shot right over yeah. my head. I was ready yeah. for I was ready for Modern Family to come up. So when it yeah. started with that camcorder shot, it was like, oh my god! Oh my it's god! In the it's middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I had the and, same reaction. And I think we've all been waiting to get to the episode where we see Wanda and Vision in their comics yes. accurate costumes, yes. even though it's sort of the Halloween Party City version. I loved it. Right. And. Who, I mean, I, I sort of assumed, I'm like, all right, if we're seeing them, we're probably, oh, there he is, Quicksilver yeah. with his yeah. crazy silver wisps. So <laughs> I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah. This is the first episode that did not top the previous one for me. Mm. I did still really yeah. like it. There was one moment that I think John might agree with me. There was a yeah. moment that I felt was um, not as creative as the show has been up sure. till now. Yeah. Sure, and, sure, sure. And a moment that was very, to me, out of character for one of our new favorites. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. I, I think I have to echo, obviously, because Shannon and I text a little bit about it. I have to echo what Shannon said. I, I will say this. All the Wanda stuff really, really worked for me. Love where they're going with the character. Love what they're doing. Love the mystery. And I texted Shannon a gif of Homer seeing everything on fire. I said, those are all my predictions from last week on fire. Uh, what I thought was happening. Which is great. I love it. I, it means That means I can start all over again now wondering what's going to happen. So it's great you know, for that kind of I, thing. I'm, I yeah. definitely had a moment watching this episode where I was like, oh, I think Mike is right about Vision and Haywood. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't give it. Oh, give oh Mike what? is Mike is a thousand percent right. But to Johnny's <laughs> point, but to Johnny's point, to be fair, because I do think John's right. This is what's fun about the show. Look, last week when Wanda said she wasn't controlling everybody in town, I was like, I really believe her, you guys. Yeah. I yeah. believe her. Yeah, so and now, I was wrong yeah. about that. So yep. Yep. And, and that's what I think is interesting is now we're like at this place of like, well, it seems when you're done with the episode that she actually might be in control of this whole yeah. thing. And that's even scarier. And we saw her reaction later on. And yes, I, I, I have to say, 
Though, to be honest with you, there the Scooby-Doo crew is really starting to get on my nerves a little bit. And I think uh, I'm wondering how much of that we're going to get. And we might have some disagreements on this review oh, about interesting. it. But, uh, but I'm just not in that place. And we'll see when we get to those parts uh, how we address it. But huh. in no way is it keeping me from coming back every week to watch this. Because Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, yet again for another episode, are showing you their talent, their abilities, and... Even uh, uh, Catherine Hahn in the moments that in the scene that she had with Vision, showing you what she's bringing to these uh, the, the amount of talent that she's bringing to these levels that are being played here in the actual serious storyline that's happening yeah. at the heart of this show. And so I'm excited yeah. about that for sure. All right, let's get into it. Final warning: spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Let's jump into it. This is episode six. It's six. It's called All New Halloween Spooktacular. And yes. uh, just, just to let you guys know, the first issue of the second Division and the Scarlet Witch, Witch series from Marvel Comics took place on Halloween night. So the pair mm. have a history around this holiday. So very interesting. None of the events of the episode happened in that comic. Right. But it's just kind of interesting to see that. It is Halloween, as we mentioned. And yes, Emma, we jump right into this Malcolm in the Middle intro with the VHS tape. With the uh, stops, uh, with the with jagged the, fonts, all of it. They kept yeah. up the conceit of the kid talking to the camera. Yes, like, I was, yes. oh my God, it was great. It was great. And we get Wanda both using little, her powers. Both little boys were really good on this episode. Yeah, yeah, Tommy and Billy were great. Yeah, we get Wanda using her ep powers to close the bathroom door. We get Vision going through, Phasing a through couch. the couch. Phase, yeah, Agnes, <laughs> Billy, and Tommy. Agnes has Naughty on the back of her sweatpants. Just it was great. There. Just putting <laughs> that out it. there. Uh, and then we see Pietro sleeping uh, on the couch and all of it, and they run over. Over and they do the shot the WandaVision on the front lawn, which is great. So, so let's just stop there. Uh, yeah. uh, Emma, thoughts on that opening? How brilliant was it? Oh, it was it was absolutely genius. I, I mean, it just again, I had not thought it was going to be Malcolm in the Middle at all, and that mm. it was fully what it was. And I think that it actually made a lot of sense too, in terms of the structure of this like '90s sitcom they were doing of like framing it through the eyes of the kids yeah um so yeah i thought that just like that just really really worked for me again because you were getting like their outside perspective on yeah. here's what's going on in our family because like we've been we've been living with wanda and with vision for so long yeah to then have people come in and go, mom's been kind of weird and sad since her brother showed up i think it's just because she hasn't seen him in so long like it, because in some ways they are trying to understand like what's going on with Wanda psychologically in yeah. the same way that we, as the audience are. Yeah. Very interesting. You know, she can't control the kids for whatever reason. Yeah. So they, they have their own independent thoughts about what's happening. Michael, you're a kid of the nineties as well. Did you enjoy this Malcolm in the middle uh, or at least a teen in the nineties? Did you enjoy this Malcolm in the middle opening here uh, for this version of WandaVision? I did. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle, actually not a 90s. Uh, we actually oh, skipped it? the decade. Yeah, yeah Malcolm in the Middle. Early 2000s. Malcolm in the Middle. I mean, oh, I've been saying for the past. Not bad. Okay. No, yeah, but like, it's, I but I mean, I think everybody going through the eras assumed we were going to go in order. And yeah. I even assumed completely wrongly, apparently, uh, that we were going to kind of have like a Roseanne vibe, like a working mm. class Wanda yeah. and Vision. I don't know why I thought that. I feel like I, I saw we that were in the trailers. Get like a Boy Meets World at some point oh, yeah. or something, That's you cool. know? But, uh, yeah. But so, yeah, so just like Emma, like the Malcolm in the Middle opening completely took me by surprise yeah. in all the best ways. Uh, and I think that, you know, just as I, I feel like as they were, I think the idea of going decade to decade sounds really compelling. I think when they really got into what they wanted to tell, I think two things sort of made them skip the 90s. One, 
Uh, although there's a lot of great sitcoms in the 90s, I think that they had sort of Friends. gone through like that that yeah. three camera sitcom in the 80s. And I think the the desire to tell a bigger story made them want to skip ahead to one of the sitcoms that really defined the single, single camera, camera. Uh, show. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, like, you know, sitcoms are sort of shot on three cameras on a stage so that they can keep cutting between the different shots of the actors. Single camera is where you have, like, it's shot more like a movie. It just has yeah. one camera. And you can do more things like the cutaways that they do. It just feels a little bit more cinematic. And I think as we are expanding the story, yeah. uh, this was a good way to sort of allow them to tell stuff, do, do more than they could do on, like, the typical, like, uh, sitcom set. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, for me, and it's like it's it's quickly my favorite thing uh, about these openings is the lyrics to the songs. Yeah, the lyrics to the songs yeah. are so yeah. telling. Yeah. And of all the things that we're tinfoil hatting about, like the lyrics to the songs are so clear. I mean, the the first two lines of this opening song: "Don't try to fight the chaos. Don't question what you've done." Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty clear, you guys. Very clear. Very clear. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, that, that's art- it's an on-the-nose artistic approach to it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, some days it's all confusion, easy come, easy go. But if it's all illusion, sit back, enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, though there may no- be no way of knowing who's coming out, coming by to play. Like, all the lyrics to the songs are just very specifically about what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And as Emma said, like, it just it just nailed that Malcolm in the Metal vibe. And then uh, and then we'll get into, like, the opening scene yeah. after that. But, yeah, the, the yeah. lyrics really are what did it for me. <laughs> Shannon, any follow up on that? Yeah, I mean, just right from the very beginning, the fact that they are sticking the landing with all of these styles that they have mm-hmm. chosen is just so awesome. And it's so much fun to watch. And really interesting that this is the first time we get Agnes in the opening credits before. And the fact that, yes, she has naughty written on her tush. I, I don't I don't think that is a coincidence. Mm. Yeah, I, I, but I will ask you this because you're the resident tinfoil hat person on the show. The uh, the on screen uh, graphics here, W a T one forty eight twenty nine nineteen thirty nine minute tape. It was a thirty eight minute episode. That's very interesting. 16 bit, 11:26 a.m. I don't know what that means. Maybe you'll figure it out down the road. <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, as Mike alluded to, we get this opening scene or with uh, with uh, Tommy and Billy talking to the camera. Uh, you know, Dorcasaurus Rex is brought up. We're see- we're shown basically that one of the one of the twins is not the cool twin. Uh, that is a uh, Wiccan. Uh, uh, Pietro plays with the kids after they say he snores. He even snores cool, uh, and he jumps around playing the vampire and what have you wanda comes down dressed in what we've been waiting for from those trailers as the old wanda uh, wanda scarlet witch uh, uh, outfit she does her little dance which is fantastic um and then Pie- uh, peter pietro or uncle peter has a conversation with her about going back to when yeah. they wore uh, wore typhus costumes and they were getting fish uh and uh, she said she didn't remember that he said well you probably suppressed a lot of trauma one of these shots by P- Peter throughout this series, or this yeah. series, no, actually. Uh, and then uh, we get the kids saying, T- Mom's been weird since Pietro got here. Then Vision comes down the steps wearing uh, what he describes as a Mexican wrestler outfit, <laughs> which is his old school Vision outfit. And he says, I had nothing else in the closet. No other clothes. So yeah. why manipulating this situation in a certain way? Brother is great with the kids. Uh, he says, yeah, Wanda says he's just full of surprises. Uh, then Vision reveals that he's going to be part of the neighborhood watch, which surprises Wanda. She says, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. You didn't tell me you had plans. He says, I'm telling you now. Pietro offers to take the place as the father figure. Vision says, be good. 
Pietro changes into the old school Quicksilver costume with speed uh, uh, there with him as well. Uh, so look at this situation. Look at this opening situation already. We have a crack. We have two cracks, I think, here with uh, with Pietro well, saying the three, idea three, of being Uncle th- Peter or the third one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Three if you include Agnes. Yes, from right. The opening well, credits. Yeah. From the opening yeah. credits, because yeah. she bent over in the crack. The, it, sorry. Bad oh, you know what? No. I try to give you some credit on the show. Uh, for that, we'll go to Emma. All right, Emma, you yeah. start. <laughs> this opening scene, what did you think of this opening scene? And what did you think about Wanda being surprised yet again that Vision is kind of being independent in thought in this situation? She's losing She's losing control over her creation. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that some of that is by design. I, I, mm. I, I mean, I think that some of that is honestly at least somewhat intentional on her part. I mean, we figured out she can't control the twins at all. Um, yeah. They're just going to do what they're going to do and live their lives. Uh, and I think that there is a part of her that like wants to believe that this reality that she has constructed is more real than it is. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, I think that that is honestly what some of it is. It's like, as she's feeling more happy in her surroundings she's almost like loosening up her grip on things because she wants to be able to do that but this where we end up in this episode is her realizing that like she can't do that if she wants to maintain this illusion like she's got to work even harder for it um yeah yeah all right yeah mike and mike you (laughs) look at the situation here as well um this feels like she's not even control of her own house, right? The yeah. kids are doing their own thing. Which Pietro is drinking the cane cola with the kids. Vision's not going to go. Uh, Vision is saying he's not going to go trick or treating with the kids. She's insistent. It's their first trick or treating. He has to be there. So yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, some really interesting things here. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, look, Wanda's now in a position where uh, nobody in this house she can. These these are the four people in Westview that she can't control. Pietro, we're not sure why. Right. Whatever the yeah. fuck his deal is, but he is. A, clearly doing whatever the fuck he wants, and yes. B, clearly knows exactly what's going on. So yeah. he's playing his part. Uh, Vision, they do a really cool thing with him where he comes down, and at first when he says, Johnny, to your point, that was the only thing in the in the closet, yeah. it's like, oh, he's still really pissed about the fight they just had. Mm-hmm. But then he switches really quickly, he turns on the charm, and you're like, oh no, maybe he's forgotten again. And right. it's almost like they kind of try and trick us, like like, do, like we don't know at this point. Yeah. Does, does he remember this fight? Has he reset? Is he right. back in just like good, uh, I'm, I'm the sitcom dad? And we don't really know. And I thought yeah. that was a cool mm-hmm. way to play that moment. Um, but yeah, like I think Emma is onto something with the whole idea. Like, again, we'll talk. There, I got a lot of House Light of M vibes. Just got very bright. <laughs> just, <laughs> don't know um, why. Getting like lots of House of M vibes this this yeah. episode, ma- mainly because of a lot of the yeah. stuff. But you know, in House of M, like what Wanda does is she recreates reality to give everybody whatever it is that they want to keep them happy. Look, last week, Vision figured out there's no kids in Westview. This yeah. week, it's Halloween. Tons and kids, of kids are out in forced trick-or-treating. Yeah. Uh, you know, Billy and Tommy, like, she, uh, you know, like, these, they're getting this, like, perfect childhood. Like, everybody, she's, like, Wanda in her villainy, if we want to go down that road and say that, like, is trying to just give everybody this perfect life. Yeah, uh, and so it's really, really interesting. Yeah, all the Pietro stuff. Even though we get like the Malcolm in the Middle cutaway, like remember back when we were kids, you get the funny moment. Yeah. But yeah, then they play it for Wanda being like, I don't remember it that way. Right. And so right away they're hitting off the bat that like her and Pietro, like 
it's not quite jiving. Like there's yeah. something that's not quite working there. So a lot, a lot of really interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Shannon, she comes down. She says she's a Sokovian fortune teller, which, of course, her mom was a fortune teller in the comics. And she's wearing the outfit that she wore when she was part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So, like, how much of this might be connected to what we may be seeing for her down the road? What did you think or get from this opening scene? Well, when they go, when they talk about them trick-or-treating and getting typhus, um, when they do that that cutaway, that snapback, hmm. you see the costumes that little Wanda and little Pietro are in that sure looks like Mantis and Nick Fury to me. You put a kid oh, in an eye yeah. patch. You put a kid in an eye patch in Marvel, it's like Nick Fury. And those certainly look like Mantis and Tennis. Also, when they cut over to the old mm. lady as she gives them, you know, the the, the yeah. trout or whatever the fish yeah. is, to the right of her is a little character of the Atom. And the X-Men are known as the children of the Atom. Oh. So Ooh. these little things that pop up. Now, th that's totally deliberate like right. yeah. again, i don't necessarily think that the x-men are going to be born out of wandavision mm -hmm. but these are very very deliberate choices and i don't know if you guys agree with me but each new episode it seems like wanda all, all wanda is the one who almost forgets what has happened the yes. previous one mm -hmm. because when when vision says oh well i'm i'm on neighborhood watch duty and she's surprised for a second, right. like, well, yeah. wait, that's, that's not what I want, despite the fact that they had this big blow up at the end of the last episode. So yeah. Wanda is in control, but there's still some there's still a lot of things that she's not in control of. Yeah. And Vision is pushing I back when he says when she said and this is a classic fight. I'm sure those of us who've been in relationships have had with somebody in our life where they're like. Well, you didn't tell me you were doing that. Well, I'm telling you now. It, it's, it's a little bit of a mini battle going on. And even their weird kind of trying to patch it up movement. And he kisses her on the cheek, not on the lips. This is interesting, too. Mike, he does. He, he, well, no, to your point, he leans in to kiss her on the cheek and not on the lips. And then yeah. he says, Wanda, be good. Be good. Yeah. And it's very, like, there's very strong emphasis on this. Like, mm -hmm. it's that moment. Like, it's so... I, I am so I am so impressed with the fact that Marvel has made us all this obsessed with these characters that were almost like secondary characters in the movies where they were introduced because it's mm -hmm. like he wants so badly to believe in Wanda. He wants so badly, yeah. but he at this point knows that this is, or at least he strongly suspects. I mean, yeah. by the end of this episode, he knows, but like he's going out to be like, I need to find out what the fuck is going on, and I really want my wife to just be good. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. that like breaks my heart. Uh, I, I saw one uh, of these, because uh, I like to read a bunch of stuff before yeah. we do our reviews. I saw one of these um, sites pointing out that maybe the reason that Tommy is initially hasn't to wear a costume because he's the cool twin is a bit of a joke on the lack of superhero outfits in the Fox's X-Men films. Uh. And he's trying <laughs> to be just oh, like his funny. uncle Pietro from those X-Men films. Yeah, I who just like it. wears a silver jacket. Yeah, and goggles. Uh, oh it. my yeah. God. The, so, the Quicksilver costume was... Uh. <laughs> It was a right? choice. It was a choice. Oh, that's another thing too. We're seeing them in their costumes as yeah. Wiccan and Speed. Yeah. Just boom. We're okay. just presenting. Though I would that. like to point out, and I fully, yeah. fully understand that Billy is supposed to be Wiccan and that's who he's dressed right. as. But like, and not to say that the, the colors aren't the same in the comics, they are in some iterations, yes. but like it's Doctor Strange colors. Like, we gotta it talk is. about this. Absolutely. Please. Like, apparently well, people were apparently people were yelling at our friend Dan Merle about him being like, Oh, it looks like Doctor Strange. And it's like, but it does look like it Doctor does look Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to, I think. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. 
No, yeah, I mean, I think like Wiccan uh, in the comics is yeah. uh, like that's he's definitely wearing Doctor Strange colors. Yes. So yeah. to the uninitiated, because like Johnny said that earlier, he called them by their names. Like, yeah, Billy is going to grow up to become a superhero named Wiccan, and yeah. Tommy is going to become a, a character named Speed who has yeah. the same powers as Uncle Pietro. Yeah. Uh, and and I do think that if you are not a comic book person and you are watching WandaVision and you see Billy wearing those colors and you know all your Marvel friends are freaking out, it's a very easy thing to be like, oh, cool, it's like Doctor Strange. Yeah. And so when your comic book friends are like, no, it's Wiccan, don't you know? It's like, okay, everybody, calm down. It's an easy mistake yeah. to make. It's still yeah. under the umbrella of mystical people. So it's just like, yeah. you know, you're, you're not going way out into the realm, you know, outer realms here uh, for sure. All right, let's move on to the next scene. We go back to the sword base. And it feels like this confrontation with Wanda just finished happening. So this issue, this timeline in the in the energy field, it's Halloween. Everybody's getting ready. It feels like a whole day has passed. But in the outside world, yeah. it's literally a few it, minutes later. They're back to the base. The missile comes in. Were you going to say something, Mike? I know. I mean, I was going to say it's pretty clear just when you watch these episodes, especially yeah. once we go to the outside. Like when what we're watching, it's all happening. Even though the decades change and everything changes, like we're right. only yeah. it's been like four or five days. Like this is not yeah. like. They're having, we're not seeing like, oh, and then we cut back and it's been days in Westview. No, like, no, this yeah. is all very contained. Yeah, you're I right think about it's that. only supposed to have been, I, th I think they addressed it in the last episode as to mm. how long it had been. And it has only been like a week or something. It's It has not actually been yeah. an extremely long period of time. Yeah, it's a good point. And later on, when we get to a scene with Darcy, what a scene we've already watched is happening. Happening, and, exactly. Know, so it's yeah. interesting how the time is working. But anyway, we go back to the sword base here. As we said, it feels like it just after the confrontation with Wanda. The missile comes in with Wanda's energy field still around it. That drone that was being sent in there. Monica is confronting uh, uh, Hayward about him taking the missile shot, uh, and the Monica defends her uh, defends uh, uh, Wanda, saying uh, that she is uh, you know uh, part of the she's part of the solution if she's part of the problem. Hayward, after taking a shot from Darcy and Monica and Jimmy Woo stand there says, which one of you is a sassy best friend? By the way, Ooh. it's a goddamn good line. That's a goddamn good line. Uh, Monica brings up great points that we have no idea what happens if Wanda dies. I think that's a fantastic point she brings up. Hayward just wants to take her out. Monica says that Wanda needs, Wanda needs to be a solution. Hayward accuses Monica of being an impediment because of her desire to advocate for superheroes and her relationship with Carol Danvers. The second time now we've had a Captain Marvel connection attached to Monica that she may not be happy about. And then he goes that extra step too far. Don't bring up anyone's mom, man. That's not a cool thing to do. <laughs> Says, you know, uh, you know, it's a good thing your mom wasn't here to see you don't have the stomach for this stuff. Uh, then gets her escorted out. Um, and so, okay, let's, so let's just stop there. Michael, I'll go to you first on this one. What was your feeling as you were watching this situation? I was really torn. I was trying to decide if Hayward might be a bad guy or not. <laughs> it's really, just I'm really gonna, confused. I'm going to defend Hayward one. through this entire episode. So Good, go ahead. Really, go ahead. really confused. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're coming in and like, look, Hayward is a bad guy. Uh, everything he does. I mean, and, and to the point of like, do we think of General Ross in the Marvel Universe as a bad guy? Is Anyone? Is don't ask the man. I'm, I'm asking. I'm just yeah. asking. Is like, is General Ross a bad guy when he shows the up? Hulk, the Hulk is a bad guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, but like, yeah. he, like I, I would say that he is not seen as a good guy. He puts all of our heroes no. in a giant prison. Yes. And everything that Hayward has said in the previous episode and this episode echoes Ross's opinion on superheroes 
hundred percent. So if you think Ross is a bad guy, Hayward falls into the exact same governmental spot that he does. Yeah. uh, Advocating on, like, as Johnny said, advocating on behalf of superpowered individuals. Mm. I know your history with Carol Danvers. He uses the blip against Monica. He was like, you don't know what it was like, which to his credit, is a valid yes. point to make. Like, uh, no, like, that that was a except, very valid point for me except as well. For the However. Fact, except, except for the fact that every way he's handling the situation is wrong and every way that Monica is saying to handle the situation is correct. And when he does, when he does say that maybe it's a good thing you weren't here when your mom died, like that really is. That, that's, that, too far. that's where you're like, you are clearly a villain. And on top of that, you a dick. Like yeah, I, I think that is that is my bigger takeaway is that like he started <laughs> off being kind of a dick and now like he's in full on dick territory. Like all of that, yeah. All of that being said, all of that being said, you could even maybe argue that he's not a bad guy and you can have your points to defend him until you get to the end of the episode and we'll get to it later. But his top secret project is like, yep, villain. Yep. Yep. Um, but yep. all that being said, my, my big takeaway from this scene at the very end when Monica and Darcy and Jimmy leave and they kind of escape their sword guards or whatever is that Jimmy Woo is a better Coulson than Agent Coulson. Don't at me. That's how I feel. Just wow. going to say it. I am, I am fully on board the Jimmy Woo train. I want the Jimmy yeah. Woo series. Yeah. I want Jimmy Woo action figures. <laughs> I want the Jimmy Woo with the card snap trick, Kung Fu grip. Like I want the wow. whole thing. I'm in. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm. I'm. I think that Mike and I are on a, a different side, perhaps than the yes. other people here. <laughs> I'm fully on team. I want the Jimmy Woo action figure. Also, the scene where they were being escorted out, and then like they pulled a fast one on him. I was like, oh yes, you go, Jimmy Woo. Uh, yeah. I, I. I don't know. I. I. I loved it. Okay. Now I will say I will say oh, before well, before you, you talk anymore. No, I just want to say this one thing. I just want to say this. I just want to say this one thing. Just admittedly, like I will agree. I will agree that from the point that they sort of escape the guards throughout the rest of the episode, Jimmy and Darcy and Monica do fall into a much more conventional yes. uh, TV tropes of characters in a show, and sure. everything they do from here on out, from the hacking of the computer and everything, does kind of totally. feel less um less unique and original than things have felt thus well, far so i will admit completely, that. Completely let's make those points that. let us make those points <laughs> shannon what's your feeling about this scene and yes all the way up into where they beat up the military guys Please go <laughs> okay so them coming back in like hayward's behavior i was definitely oh. seeing mike and emma's point of view like yeah yeah you, you bring them you bring somebody's mom into it you're a dick yeah, um, but when he when he talks about when you all left, you know, you 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 have you have the the what the what the for, fortunate reality of not being here. You don't know what it was like. And it's like, he's right. He's right. They don't know what it was like. So he's been conditioned over the past five years to behave in a certain way. Now, he's not doing a good job. I fully agree with you on that. He he, he isn't doing a good job. And uh, there was, a, you know, I make notes as I'm watching when uh, when Monica says you can't use the last five years to excuse your behavior as a coward. Uh, I, I wrote Darcy is all of us because there was just this look on her face. This. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So coming into them being escorted off this, this was my issue. Yeah. Jimmy Woo as a character to me has been established as a rule follower. This guy, one, I don't think he should have been, I don't think he should have been booted. I don't think, I don't think Hayward would have booted Darcy because yeah. Darcy has been very, very uh, uh, essential 
to yeah. the whole uh, Westview anomaly. Hold on. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Let him get his points, Michael, because I've got something to say, too. And then we'll get your counterpoints. Go ahead. So, one, I think Jimmy slugging a guard is completely out of character. I had no issue with the TV tropes that they went on, that they the three of them had to break off. I understand as the story, that's what you need to do. Yeah. But the fact that they're slugging these guards and you can see guards walking around in the background yeah. to me i'm like oh that's that was not for, for a seat for, for a series that has done such an incredibly creative and thorough job mm -hmm. this to me was not good i was like oh that sucks because there's sound when there's a fight yeah i mean people yeah. people are gonna hear it what i would have liked more and this is my armchair quarterback is if hayward hayward's issue seems to be with monica if he has her escorted out and Jimmy and Darcy break her out, that, sure. that okay. I would have liked more. Yeah. Well, let, let me throw in. I can get on board with that. Yeah. And this listen, listen, and I want to address this too. We don't know what the background of Hayward is. You know, we could, we, you know, on uh, last week on the show, I, and, and valid points were brought up about the fact that, or maybe it was two weeks ago, where we said, oh, you know what? I don't want another woman who's unstable and can't handle her emotions uh, to be the center of this thing. We don't want that to be the narrative. And I totally, we all agreed with that. We all respected that. See what the end it, result is. By the same token, as a former military man, I'm pretty sick and tired of seeing yeah. the one thing of like, military bad superhero good you know this kind of thing has to end and yes they're sword soldiers but they're connected to the military essentially standing in for the military and that bothered me we don't know what hayward's experience we saw monica's background we've been given we've been have that fleshed out why aren't we fleshing out what hayward went through why aren't we flashing out what she what he's gone through over the last five years give me some background on hayward so i can understand why he's doing the things he's doing under again the auspices of sword which you imagine are under the auspices of nick fury i want some Something more here to understand why he's doing it so if you don't want the one-dimensional thing uh, the stereotype i also don't want it uh, on the military just for convenience story's sake so and that bothers me also i don't think jim i agree with you shannon i don't think jimmy would have punched the fbi agent nor do i think monica would have i just don't think they would have gotten away with it, it makes a lot of noises and again i'm tired of the military being seen as a bunch of dummies who walk around with guns and get beat up if monica my my solution to it is different than shannon's if monica had discovered a little bit of her powers in that moment that would have been interesting because we get to that conversation later about her blood changing and what have you because she's been in there twice now uh that would have been interesting but overall that's my point with this and it makes it feel a little bit like the scooby-doo crew and you have a really serious thing happening with monica and i'm sorry with wanda and what's going on inside the energy field versus this kind of like madcap uh if it wasn't for you crazy kids type thing and i think it throws off for me the balance of the show all right, those are the points. Mikey, please. Uh, well, look, I mean, to your point on the military thing, like Monica is military. Monica's mom is military. Like, I do think that we, Nick Fury is military. Like, I think that Marvel has non -pow Monica's powered now, most likely, AKA yeah. definitely. But like, yeah. but like we, we, we are seeing, I, mean, I don't think that you can say that we're just doing across the line uh, every military person is like a mustachioed. No, no, villain. but I'm saying so in think... this series, it's being played that way, and that bothers me. Well, but again, want... but in but Monica but in has just series... showed up, so I just want to see more from well, what he's gone through for five years. I well, think that I think that I there's think that... a few more episodes left of the show, and yeah, that we I might so. see more of what's happened to him. <laughs> yeah. Quite frankly, uh, because you know. I think what I'll say is, I, I, what I'll say is this, and then we'll move on because there's way more interesting things to talk about. Yeah, than <laughs> but but I think that um, just because a villain has a justifiable reason for feeling the way they feel and you could apply this to hayward or wanda really yeah uh, doesn't doesn't mean that what they're doing is wrong now hayward 
you're everyone's 100 right if you didn't live through the five years of the blip and nobody knows what that was like like yeah. that is horrible and he might have a justifiable reason for really hating superheroes he might yeah. be like i don't trust these fuckers look yeah. what has happened to us in the interim so well, i'm not saying he doesn't might have a ju- he might not have a justifiable reason right. but i am saying that what he is currently doing including his top secret project is definitely under the villain category yeah However, I do want to also add into, and I, and b- believe me, I think that he is a villain, especially we'll talk about why in yeah. a second here. But I do Surely. think that, that, that what we're seeing with Hayward is, again, in line with the main theme of this show, which is grief and loss. He is somebody that didn't get flipped out and did have to spend those years where half of the population just disappeared yeah. confronting loss and grief to then suddenly have everything that he lost come back yeah that's what i'd like to see more of emma i think that's a great point you bring up certainly and you're right we we can move on from this we'll address it later on certainly with that secret program he's got going on we'll (laughs) we'll touch on that for sure i'm not not saying he he shouldn't be the villain i just would like a little more fleshed out and and i'm very sympathetic to that yeah and nobody knows (laughs) very sympathetic (laughs) fair fair, and i and appreciate that and nobody knows what tactic is the right tactic, Mike? So I would counter just because, you know, Monica Rambeau wants to do the handheld kumbaya doesn't mean necessarily that the military approach isn't. Remember, Wanda is controlling multiple human beings against their I will. Know. And so yet I'm rooting you know, for her. Yeah, right. So it's because we spent more time with her. So I think there's uh, there's an argument to be had about whose tactic is actually correct because nothing guarantees Monica's, let me talk to you, let me hold your hand, let me help you through grief is really going to work. We don't know. So, uh, yeah. but let's move on. We've, we've said our piece and I think people watching can choose which side they want to be on. <laughs> uh, Tommy and Billy head off to trick or treat as Pietro yells at them to unleash hell, Demon Spawn. Demon Spawn, uh, Mephisto <laughs> reference, I think. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. The Wanda's testing Pietro about a kid they knew at the orphanage, the kid with the, the skin thing. And then the questions about why do you look different? And uh, Peter counters or Pietro counters and says, you tell me if I found Shangri-La, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to be reminded of the past either. The kids come up. Pietro is using his speed to go around grabbing the candy out of everyone's bag and destroying the jack-o'-lanterns. But first they say kick ass, which might be a <laughs> reference to Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who were both in it kick is. ass. It is. We're and, just going to go ahead and say it is. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And it says, I feel the need for speed, which is a Top Gun reference, but also might be a reference to what uh, uh, what happens here, uh, what the superhero that becomes speed. Uh, and then uh, And then there's another one here but i'm I'm gonna i'm not gonna talk about it just yet but we get to that point then herb come herb is here as frankenstein after pietro runs off with the kids herb hears about the missing candy the jack-o'-lantern stuff and reveals that one that to wanda the vision is not in the neighborhood watch uh and then breaks like agnes did last episode and says asks if there's anything wanda wants to change anything he can do for her uh, and then she says, no, Herb says Pete's and walks on out of there. Uh, and then Vision walks out into this neighborhood. sees a couple repeating the same action. And the woman has a tear running down her cheek. So uh, talk to me, Shannon. And we'll go to you here first on this one. What do you feel about all of this as we get these uh, conversations happening between Wanda and Pietro? I mean, it sure seems like Pietro's Mephisto to me. I mean, because wow. he, he, okay. he, 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 he mentions hell a couple more times and it just seems like okay and and of all the characters and 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 this this gets peppered throughout the episode he knows about the past yeah 
whereas Vision does not. And the Westview, uh, Westview residents really do not. So the fact that this character has a knowledge of things that have been going on, it's like, okay, there's something different about you. Mm -hmm. And back in episode five, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I don't think we talked about this, and I'm shocked that we didn't. Um, right before his entrance, that knock on the door, that breach alarm is going off in the, in the sword oh, base. yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that says there was a breach. That doesn't necessarily mean someone's coming out. Someone could be going in, oh, and sure. maybe that's Mephisto. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I, I did think it was funny that Herb was dressed up like Frankenstein because, you know, Frankenstein monsters, some, someone that is put together by someone else. I know. <laughs> and his costume looked so good. I it really it. did. Right? <laughs> we hadn't seen Herb for a couple episodes, but he certainly knocked well, out of the park with that costume. Uh, we, oh, had, we hadn't like, seen him because he was making that costume. It took a while. It's a hard did, costume. Right? He really, he's well, been busy. Think, what do you think about all of this, Michael? I mean, references to Demon Spawn with Mephisto, possibly. Uh, and, and as Shannon said, we're going to get multiple references here. This mention of an orphanage. Is the orphanage the Professor X, the, the, the school? Is that we talk about a kid with the skin? Is that Toad? Who, I'm like, uh, what, what are we doing? Here? What are we doing? So. I do think that the reference to the kid with the skin was probably a Toad reference from because they were all in the original Brotherhood of Evil Mutants together right. yeah. in the comics. But I don't know that that necessarily means anything. This episode, okay. more so than others, had a few Easter eggs like the Kick-Ass one yeah. that I really felt were Easter eggs. Like I don't feel yeah, I don't feel like them fun. mentioning yeah. I don't oh, feel like no, mentioning no. Yeah. a kid with the skin is like oh shit like it's like I think it's like okay yeah like they threw that in there that's cute. Um, yeah. I to Shannon's point. And I'm not sold on this either way. It, I, I'm really unsure. Definitely the whole, is this Mephisto came up. But then I was like, yeah, but if it's Mephisto just taking on a form, why didn't he just take on Aaron, Aaron Taylor, like Aaron Taylor Johnson? Like mm. why show up as a different Pietro? Like if you're trying to just comfort yeah. Wanda yeah. Uh, and you can appear as anybody do that, or can he, or can Mephisto not resurrect a dead body? So he pulled another one and said, okay, uh, well, I'm going to pretend yeah. like, or is it not Mephisto and it really is Pietro? Like the 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 like we yeah. look we know we know that whether Mephisto pulled the image of another Pietro or it is Pietro or whatever we know because of where Spidey three and straight and Doctor yeah. Strange two is going that the yeah. the concept of the multiverse is coming and I do right. think that whatever this turns out to be will open up those doors. Yeah. So I think Shannon I think Shannon makes a good point. I think that this Pietro being a Mephisto could be a possibility. I will yeah. also say that like this Pietro is acting more like the comics Pietro than any other version of Pietro. So it's like, I almost want it to be, I want this to be the Pietro that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I really did like Wanda testing him. I yeah. do like seeing Wanda completely off. We've seen Wanda so in control. Uh, yeah. Of, of literally in control of everything. And the fact that she seems as mystified by Pietro as we do, yeah. I think is a really fun thing for them to play. And yeah. the whole like, yeah. why do you look different? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Like the fact that they sort of, the fact that they're able to get in front of all the things that we're thinking of and yeah. literally say it on screen and we still don't get answers is actually a pretty good hat trick. Like it's really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Emma, Emma, we do get Pietro saying, once again, just like he did in that first scene with Wanda, taking these oh well you probably suppressed it because of the trauma and then yeah. he says if i found shangri-la i wouldn't want to be reminded of the past so these shots that, are, that only family knows how to hit your buttons yeah is doing this so what do you think about that so the thing that that i found interesting about that statement in particular mm. was this idea of like she's created this perfect 
universe for herself. And so while it makes a lot of sense that like she would long for her brother to be back in her life, she has to deal with the fact that like the brother she knows physically knows his face. She Mm. saw him die. He's dead. Right. But because of this whole possibility of the multiverse, which we know to definitely be something that's going to be explored within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there does exist the strong possibility that this is indeed Pietro. Like this mm. is this is Peter, Magneto's kid Peter right. um, from the Fox X-Men films. Yeah. So I like the idea of it being a situation of like maybe again, like she really did like call out to him on some level and yeah. she needed him there to be a comfort to her, but it was too, it would have been too much for her to deal with him being her dead brother. And also like, Mm. she can't really resurrect her dead brother. Vision's kind of not a person, um, like in a strict human sort of sense. So that's like a different scenario. But the other thing we kind of referenced this earlier, that's very interesting about him is the memories that he's referencing uh, growing up in Sokovia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson's memories. I, I, yeah. I remember I got, you know, I, th- I think he says it in the next scene. I think we're getting, I don't, I don't think he says it here. I think it's later on, but like I got shot. Right. I got shot by some chump in Sokovia. Like, like he's got the other Pietro's memories. But and it does doesn't he, seem. But my thing is, does he remember anything that Wanda wouldn't know herself? Yeah. I wonder too. Mm. Plus, he moves. His speed is not the X Men films. No. It's the Pietro. Yeah, it's, it's the Aaron Taylor Johnson MCU movements when he's using his speed. So that's and, another thing too. And also, one other thing, John, when yeah. he says, "I was shot like a chump in the street," yeah. that was not old Pietro's point of view. Right. Right. He, he, he made he made a, a conscious way. sacrifice yes. to yeah. save two people. So yes. that's why I'm thinking that ain't Pietro. Oh, oh man, I, now you're now you're selling me on this Mephisto thing. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that was a shot at Joss Whedon, his decision to kill him off that way as well. That little well, shot from John well, Schaefer. I'm just saying. I mean, deser- well deserved. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, well deserved. If you're gonna take a shot at Joss Whedon, this is the week to do this it. This is the time to do. It. Good timing by Josh Schaefer and this crew. Uh, but also a couple things, a couple Easter eggs before we move on. One, it's a really brain stretch, but I just want to see if Shannon will dig it. But there is one uh, here, Shangri La. The mention of Shangri La, it is a real place in the comics. It was founded by Vision in an arc. Yes, in Marvel yeah. Mystery Comics number 45 so that's something as well also when he says i feel the need for speed that is a top gun reference what is coming out soon top gun maverick who is one of the leads miles teller he played reed richards in fantastic four so i'm just throwing it out there i'm just throwing it out there this is getting real tinfoil happy i mean (laughs) speaking speaking of mr fantastic it does seem like you're stretching Gentlemen, McClung, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, but uh, one last thing before we move on. Any quick thoughts on what Herb's <coughs> position in all of this is? Because Herb, just like Agnes, no. was able to ask Wanda and break the rhythm, right? Go, go ahead, Mike. No, it really, I'm, I am struggling with this yeah. and I cannot yeah. wait till well, they explain it because. <laughs> like the mailman said something too last mm. week of like, don't worry, your mom won't let him get far away. Because yeah. like, because like, even what happens with Agnes and a bit, like the what, the way that Wanda's controlling everybody, yeah, is half the time it's like you are puppets and marionettes enacting what I want you to enact, yeah. and the rest of the time it is, 
I, I know what's happening to me, but I know that I have to treat you nice. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like a, as long as we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, we have mm. a little bit of freedom. Yeah. But mm. when we try and break free, we get locked down. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm really yeah. curious about all of it. Yeah. But, oh, fuck, man. I, Shannon, I'm really getting on this. I'm, I might be getting on, on board this Mephisto thing because if, if Mephisto, we'll talk about it later when, when Wanda says her thing about feeling grief and being alone, but like, if Mephisto did sort of kick this thing off, like gave Wanda a massive power up and then let her go do her thing, everything he asked later is like, so what did you do here? Like, this is right. interesting. Like, I'm really on board with this. Yeah. Like, it could be. So it'll be interesting. We'll talk about that yeah. a little bit later. But I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see it too. And honestly, the commercial break is kind of selling me on it. Yeah, uh, let's, well, let's get into that. Yeah. That's, that's actually the next thing. But I do want to say one last thing, as I mentioned oh. earlier, the cheek running down, or the cheer running down the that's... cheek of the woman who is hanging. This oh. is just to remind you, no matter how much you love Wanda, she is doing this to people against yeah. their will. I... And it's very similar to Mrs. Hart in the first episode saying, stop it, stop it. You know, you can that, almost uh -huh. see it. Yeah, that yeah. woman, that woman, I think of all the things that I've mm. seen that, really creeped me out and made me feel like, ooh, fuck, this is fucked up. Yeah. Her, like, on repeat the way she was with that tear going down is mm -hmm. one of the most <laughs> brutal shots I think I've seen in the show as yeah. far as, like, this is, this is dirty. Yeah. It's dirty. Yeah, it's dirty, that's for sure. But you know what isn't dirty? It's animation from the 2000s. Oh, boy. 2000s. This commercial is a young kid on a deserted island who was hungry. A shark pops up saying, I used yeah. to be hungry all the time, little dude. Uh, what do you get? Oh, yo, magic. Here you go, little dude. But the kid can't open it and dies of starvation on the island. Yo, magic. The snack for survivors. Emma, please. Okay, well, let me tell you. First of all, this <laughs> brought me back immediately when the talking shark came in with the like weird claymation animation. I was like, oh boy, I am watching a commercial break on Toonami after school in in, in 1999. Um, well said. But, uh, uh, okay, so like, it rapidly turns into something very, very sinister oh where you God. basically, so I think that what we're seeing here is that yeah. there is a scenario wherein there's some sort of predator, be it maybe Mephisto, as we mm. keep potentially referencing here, yeah. who has offered Wanda something in the form of the like, yo magic, this is what you, this is what you're gonna do to survive. You're in this isolated place yeah. Again, this idea of her like extreme loneliness and grief, and she's looking for a solution to fix it. And so it's like, here's a thing that's going to solve it. But actually, you are not fully being able to access this thing. And I am just sapping all of your energy and you're slowly dying. Yeah. 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 Uh, what did you think about the commercial there, Shannon? Yeah, it's it was the same as Emma. Yeah. I mean, when I th and I think the shark says snack on your magic, it's like clearly someone is feeding is you, off yeah her magic energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. yeah I mean, like a shark is a predator. I like I, you know yeah. like obviously this is a predator predator prey situation. Also, you know, we talked last week about the whole uh, concept of these things all being tied to these stones, the Infinity mm. Stones, right. and this one really threw me for a loop for a minute. But then I started thinking about it, and of all the Infinity Stones that are all treated pretty, I don't want to say normally, they're, they're these cosmic stones, <laughs> but the Soul Stone, which yeah. we all were like, okay, well, this would be the Soul Stone, and next week would be the Mind Stone. 
The Soul Stone is the only one that has strings attached to it. Yeah. And it's the only time in the Marvel Universe, Doctor Strange aside, that we get into some hinky-jinky magic stuff. Like, they get up there, and you got the Red Skull floating around in ghost form, being right. like, I was sent here after, the co- after I touched a stone, and now I'm forever tied to this place. So... The Soul Stone is very magical based out more so than the other stones, I would say. And the Soul Stone is to use it, you make a sacrifice. Sacrifice. And what happens in this commercial is to use this magic, you you are being fed on your sapping your energy and Mephisto's MO in general is I'm it's a it's like I was saying last week it's like the Rumpelstiltskin thing it's the tit for tat like I'll give you something but right. you have to get something and that is what the Soulstone does so at first I was like uh, okay here we go Soulstone commercial and then I was like it's a shark and <laughs> yeah and but then, yep. no no go ahead no I was just saying but it does work it completely works yeah. and you're right Mike the yeah. Soulstone reference in fact the kid becomes a skull himself when he loses all his skin and uh, decays there so that is a almost direct reference to what a red skull uh, looks like when he shows up on Vormir so I can't I'm like fully I'm fully on Shannon's Mephisto theory now I can't <laughs> stop thinking about why I am and we'll get to it let's yeah. keep going well, and, I, and, I, and, and to go back first, for just oh. like to go back just a second when Pietro says they need a okay. father figure, if that's yeah. Mephisto. But he says demon spawn, you know, give him mm-hmm. hell. It's all there. But also in this commercial, uh, it's the first one without the two parents or the two people, yeah. right? Two oh, yeah. So that's an interesting situation, too. So is she moving past that? Now into something else with these commercials. Yeah. We shall see. Anyway, okay, we're back. It's Halloween. It's nighttime now. Uh, we see in the back of the Coronet Theater that the Incredibles and the Parent Chap are playing. I'm sure we'll get to the symbolism of both those films in just a second. Uh, but yeah, Wanda it, Wanda makes them return the candy because they've been stealing. The, they've been taking the candy. Uh, but Pietro has a meta moment here, revealing he is trying to do his part. He says, I came back to town unexpectedly. I bought it with I the know. kids. I aggravated the brother-in-law and ultimately gave you grief uh wanda asks what happened to his accent he goes what happened to yours uh and he and wanda notes that when he loses control during an argument with pietro he reverts he reverts back to his american accent so is he the other quicksilver from another dimension we shall see um and this is where pietro or peter delivers the line Uh, details are fuzzy i got shot in the street for no reason at all next thing i know is I heard you calling me, which I think Emma said, or Michael said, I know you needed me. And Tommy and Billy show back up, and uh, uh, Tommy's using his speed powers on his own for the first time to get full-size candy bars. Pietro is happy. Billy goes nuts for a little bit. Oh, sorry, Tommy goes nuts for a little bit, and Wanda stops him. Tells him he has to take his brother mm-hmm. Billy with him, but to not go past Ellis Avenue. So, Michael, I go to you on this one to start off this. What is your feeling about this whole thing and the conversation? Well, yeah, so first of all, off the bat, like Incredibles and Parent Trap, great movies. Check them out. They're amazing. You can find yes. them on Disney+. Plus. Uh, <laughs> hey! But, um, but uh, Incredibles, a family of superheroes, this is the first time that we are seeing literally a family of superheroes. Yeah. Wanda, Vision, Uncle Pietro, Billy, Tommy, like everyone has powers. Even Wanda's scene with Tommy later on, or with Billy later on, where she's like, I need you to focus, is very reminiscent of of Elastigirl on yeah. the on Nomanasan Island with uh with her kids in the first Incredibles mm. movie. Parent Trap interesting, obviously a twin reference. We've got Wanda and Pietro. We've got yeah. Tommy and Billy. We've got twins all over the place. But, and again, this gets back to Shannon's 
goddamn Mephisto point. Uh, Parent Trap is also about two people switching places and pretending they're somebody they're not. And switching accents. And switching accents. So I yeah. do think that uh, there's, 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 there's very, like, that's all very revel- relevant to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved this Pietro Wanda scene. To Emma's yeah. point, the Pietro yeah. Wanda stuff was definitely my favorite. This is, uh, I, I've talked to a lot of people that were like, this was a good week. It wasn't as good as last week. I think for me, all of the Pietro and Wanda stuff kept this at a, at a, at a similar yeah. clip to where I've been Agreed. enjoying them. Yep. Um, but yeah, like, so he's trying to do his part. This is what you want. Because the one part you didn't say, Johnny, in your quote, you're right. You're like, right. Uh, create tension with a brother-in-law, uh, trouble with the rugrats, ultimately give you grief. I mean, that's what you wanted, isn't uh. it? Good yes, like, it's like it's the it's the it's the I'm just doing what you wanted me to do. Right. Uh, you and called then I me. You called. Yeah, me. you called me. And I didn't think about Shannon. Shannon makes a really good point when he does say the details are fuzzy shot like a chump. Next thing I know, I heard you calling me that you are right. Like that is not uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver went down like a hero. Yeah. Not a chump. Mm. Right, right. Right. And the way that I read it, really, just really quickly, because yeah, yeah. to ar- to I I I want to argue something that I'm quickly losing faith in, but mm. actual actual Quicksilver in the comics is kind of a dick. Yes, he is. So he's inherited that, so, that from his father, right? Exactly. He inherited that from his father. So I was taking all of this as this is this feels like the Pietro Wanda relationship from the comics to me. Right. This feels like who Pietro is. That being said. Shannon's reading of it uh, is much darker, but also very, very valid. So I think yep. that's really... See, last week I thought you were wrong on Hayward, but I'm really on your side this week. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also, I can't recall if it's during this conversation or if it's later on that he, addre- that he is the one who addresses the fact that, like, her powers have come a long way. Oh, that's just yeah, that's clear. coming up. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. So, but but again, it's like I, I like that. Even though now I'm completely convinced that Shannon's right about Mephisto, um, I still like that we're getting these Wanda and Pietro moments. Yeah, they're I, essential. This is family. This is family. You know, coming at each other with the points. Yeah, Mike. I will also say no. Even though I know who Tommy and Billy become. Yeah. Even though I know that they might not even exist at this point because who the fuck knows what's going on, watching these kids get superpowers made me giddy. Like <laughs> I, I I just I like it's it's one of those things and we've talked about this every week that like even though we're all dismantling the bigger shit that's going on, mm. watching this as just a if this was a sitcom, a single camera sitcom about a superhero family, yeah. Them getting their superpowers, I'm on board. Like, I fucking love this show. I'll watch it. Like, it's great. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shannon, what's your thoughts about this whole scene? And, you know, well, let me address Mike's point real quick. Mike, we may have seen the launch of four superheroes in one episode. Mm -hmm. In in this episode here with Wiccan and Speed, whatever Monica's going to turn into, which we imagine this Photon or Spectron, Spectrum or, 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 or Captain Marvel, and Darcy. Whatever Darcy's gonna turn into now that she's been exposed By the to way, the energy. Johnny, field. we shall see. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, yeah. a lot of people were exposed to that energy field. That's well, yeah. sure, sure, sure. And sure. also, great point. and also, yeah. whatever Wanda's power does with the Mind Stone, if you were going to say that fucking with the Mind Stone activated somebody's, I don't know, X gene. <laughs> if and if Monica Rambeau is now her DNA is changed, like. I, like I, I'm with Shannon. I don't think that this show is automatically going straight into X Men. Like I don't think we're getting there. But yeah, 
as soon as you say that somebody passes through that barrier, it affects their DNA and they yeah. change. And there are thousands of people in this town who, granted, haven't gone through the barrier yet, but are being affected by Wanda's powers. Yeah. Uh, this could very conceivably be the beginning of about uh, about 4,000 mutants. Yeah, Feige <laughs> said, Feige said, five years. That's our plan. Five years to make this. So, it's, and so this is them laying the groundwork for that possibility. Shannon, overall thoughts on this scene? I kind of don't want to say you? anything else because I okay. feel like I'm going out on such a high. Okay. <laughs> that, that I have everybody. That is your right. Yeah. <laughs> that is your right. But, um, but, yeah. what I, but what I will say is... Um, Pietro never answers her. Yes. What happened to your accent? What happened to yours? It's you know, yeah. you know you're, you're testing me, aren't you? And it's maybe because stuff he he doesn't know. Yeah. And yeah. it's because he was not there. Um, yeah. But also, now nah, now I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. All right. I'm going to do two things. Two I'm things. Gonna, I'm going to Costanza it and log off now, <laughs> just in case. Two things uh, to throw in that are possible references i i got this one from screen rant the coronet which is the theater there uh, it's called coronet but there's a classic poem called the coronet it is written by english metaphysical poet andrew marvel uh and it's about a dude who knows the sins of man led to the death of christ so he tries to make a new crown for christ's head in a bid to atone but finds that there is sin in this too as the devil is entwined in it and therefore he might achieve some glory with this new creation and once again the devil involved now they may be out on a limb but i loved that uh, that reference yeah go ahead i want to reiterate what i said several episodes ago yes which is all of our english teachers from high school <laughs> are so proud of the work that we are doing on wandavision <laughs> yeah, I hope all, so. all I hope they wanted us it. to do all they wanted us to do when we read The Great Gatsby and The right. Scarlet Letter and all the books that we had to read in high school was to do the work, yeah. find the references. What does this mean? Right. What is this symbolizing? Analyze and it. we were like, and we were like, we don't want to do it. But you give us some superpowers and some heroes and a giant hex. And we were like, there was a poem once and it said <laughs> yeah. hex. Exactly. I mean, this um, is a reference. <laughs> unless, unless you were me, I definitely was the kid that did right. the work in English okay. class in that's, high that's why you're so Te good at this emma Damn right. teacher's pet emma five <laughs> what what about our homework Ugh. but yeah absolutely one one thing i want to throw last thing in here and i haven't seen this from anybody i'm really surprised by this yeah. she says do not go past ellis avenue as a, as the son it's the idea of ellis we're gonna say ellis island yes it yeah. comes, I, I saw it nowhere in any of the analysis i'm like that's what this means because there is that's going past Ellis Avenue is in a, is in essence a turnstile into another uh, world or another place, and yeah. that's what I think it's referencing, which is why she doesn't want him to go past that. So yeah, it just that's so seems, valid. Seems logical to me. I don't know. I, Johnny, I did the same yeah. thing. I, I I noticed that and I wrote that down, and then I looked oh. around. And I'm like, okay, no one. I'm clearly wrong here. Yeah, so no, no. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm not the only one. Going out on your high. Stay on your high horse. Then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the sword base, and somehow Monica and Jimmy are able to sneak back in somehow amongst all these these guards. Uh, Monica sees Pietro, asks, who is that? So that's, once again, what we mentioned earlier. This scene that we've already seen is playing out at the time that this is all happening. Uh, uh, it, they tell him that Wanda's, or tell her that Wanda's brother came to town. They brought a different face. Darcy is hacking into everything. Um, and Hayward is, she finds out that Hayward is tracking vision. And Jimmy sees that Hayward has an accurate headcount 
of the residents in this town. Vision walk starts. We see we got to Vision was walking further out into the neighborhoods, seeing these people just standing still in Halloween costumes at their house, tries to talk to them. No one responds, wants to know if this is their children, if they're waiting for something. He looks around to see them all standing still, changes back into the real Vision, flies above the town, and we see him move from hearing the kids as he moves to his right, the lights get dimmer and the kids' noises disappear and he sees this car. We'll get to that scene next, but we'll stop here. Sees a car stopped at a stop sign with its lights on, not moving. So um, let's go to Emma. What about this whole scene uh, about Vision exploring this more and more and seeing the depths to which uh, Wanda is uh, going to to control this situation. Well, it's super interesting because this is the first time we've gotten a view of like the scope of the town. Like yeah, we knew yeah. that there were supposed to be a few thousand people there, but actually seeing the lights, I was like, oh, this, this town's a little bigger than I thought it was. Um, uh, but also it's, we're starting to see like maybe the limitations of oh, yeah. Wanda's power that it's like, the further they get away from like her immediate radius, the less sort of she's able to control them on a level where they're allowed to have some freedom. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, where it's like all she can do is basically suspend them in time. Yeah. Okay. Mike thoughts. Uh, well, first of all, with Hayward, I mean, look, to, uh, to your points before about the defense of Hayward as a person, this is where I think that falls apart a little bit. Like, you could mm -hmm. argue that he is just a shitty government guy who's doing what he does, is do, trying to do the best thing possible. But here is where it's like, I brought in a bunch of people, we're trying to solve this situation, and he is now holding info back. Like, he's been tracking Vision. Mm -hmm. He has more information than he was letting on. And so this is where he starts to do things that, to me even if you were gonna argue one way or the other, starts to go into villain territory. Okay. Uh, as far as Vision and the creepy cul-de-sac, again, super creepy. Uh, oh. I do think this sort of kind of tease off of, again, in the comics, when Wanda kind of created Tommy and Billy, uh, she thought she had these kids, her and Vision had these kids, and then whenever she went off and her and Vision went to go like fight in an Avengers battle, right. the right. babies they would disappear. disappear. Right. Like her magic had like a limit. Like it, it, well, they didn't just exist in permanence. They only existed when she needed them to. Mm -hmm. And I think this sort of plays in that same area yeah. as far as when she's in an area, when she's downtown trick-or-treating, everyone is like lovely and great and we're yeah. having a good time. And the people on the outskirts where she's not there, yeah. it, they, they kind of turn into N, uh, like NPCs. Like they're just like, they're mm -hmm. just kind of like doing yeah. their like sort of like whatever. Uh, stupid thing when Vision, same thing Emma said when Vision went up. It's that beautiful <laughs> shot we've seen oh. from the trailer. He's looking out on the town. He looks at the town, and I swear to God, the first thought I had was, "Oh, this town is big enough to have some Starbucks." I don't know why I thought that, but it was like I was like, to it was the same thing that Emma had, which was like, yes! "This town is bigger. It's bigger oh than I God. thought." But the way that my brain perceived that was, oh, I bet there's like at oh, least three Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. There's, some, there's yeah. like three no, Starbucks. No, 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 no. Time out, time out. This is New no, Jersey. There's three Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, <laughs> good point. Good Absolutely. point. Good point. Absolutely. Touche, touche, touche. But yeah, like, I look, okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's no, all I got. Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Shannon, you look at this. What is the thing about Jimmy being shocked that Hayward has a headcount? Um, wouldn't he have accurate headcount of the residents in town? Why is Jimmy shocked by this? And I don't mind that Hayward is tracking vision. He sees 
Remember, Hayward says later, he does really want out of this thing. I don't think he's 100% a bad guy. I think he's just doing what he thinks he needs to do to protect people and protect the country from these superheroes who, by the way, in their fight, got half of the fucking galaxy wiped out. So there's, there's a fear here that he's operating from. But I, and I would argue that's not the best to, best place to operate from. So there's validity in seeing him as a villain or a bad guy. I just think there's a little more here. A little more credit should be given him trying to do something to stop this from happening. But we shall see. We to, shall see. To, Emma, to support yeah. the vision as a weapon theory, um, when they're on the little GPS screen and they go away from vision, yeah. and it sort of redirects, and it says reacquiring assets. So, I mean, mm. assets are typically, you know, it's something that you are tracking. It's something right. that you Watch want. Yeah. But something's going to happen later that I'm thinking, ooh, maybe they don't want vision as a weapon after yeah. all. But yeah. I, will, I will get to that when we get to that. Oh, I don't think it, it's vision at all. I think the ahead, issue Emma. is more that he is withholding the information that he does have a way of seeing yeah. into the barrier. Like, yes. that's really what the issue is, okay. is he has a way of seeing into the barrier. So it's not so much that they are surprised he has an accurate count of everybody yeah. that's there, but it's that he's clearly found some way that isn't just watching these broadcasts to track what's yeah. going on in there, Great and he's point. not shared that information with the class. And, okay. Yeah. And like to your point, when you're questioning about Jimmy, like, no, Jimmy doesn't have an accurate count. Like yeah. they're Jimmy, like they made a point that like they were going by what they saw on TV. Like they were looking at someone right, on TV right. using mm-hmm. facial recognition to be like, oh, that's who this really is. So yeah. they don't have an accurate count. And Hayward clearly has an ability to be like, there are X number of people in this town mm-hmm. and he's not been sharing it. That's fair. Well, right. John, to, yep. as a military man, yep. there, there is a chain of command. Yeah, there's yeah. information on a need to know basis. That's and- what I'm getting at. I, I there there is. But I wish they do a better job of explaining it. That's my problem with the situations. Give me some more to explain why. Because there's a reason he's in charge. There's a reason these people here. There's a reason this is all. Uh, being lit. And yes, you do only do look. Michael, as a showrunner, do you tell your lowest writer what's happening on your shows? You tell your PA I, I- what's happening on your shows? Ask Shannon. He's my lowest writer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's always need to know in that situation. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's move on to one of the best uh, scenes this entire series has done, and that's the Agnes and Vision scene, in my opinion. He flies down, sees that it's Agnes uh, in that car that is stopped at the uh, stop uh, stop sign. He asks what she's doing here. She's, she's kind of in a trance, says the town square scare. Where is it? Uh, he's, uh, he says it's back there, I imagine. And she says, oh, I took a wrong, I must have took a wrong turn. I got lost. And he's like, what, in the town you grew up in? And then Vision unzaps her, supposedly. She comes to and she says, he's one of the Avengers. Your Vision, are you here to help us? He says he is Vision. He wants to help. He's desperate to help. But he doesn't know what an Avenger is. And Agnes doesn't understand why he doesn't know. And then she wants to know suddenly if she's dead, because Vision is dead, and then she repeats it. Dead, dead, dead. And then he tells Agnes that he wants to go beyond Westview to see what is out there. She says no one leaves. Wanda won't even let us think about it. All is lost. And then she starts cackling like a witch. Vision unzaps her. He promises to fix it. She goes back to being the old Agnes. Goes, okie dokie, neighbor. Then uh, then uh, uh, she drives off slowly, and Vision walks off towards the energy field. Michael, I go to you first on this one. Overall feelings about this uh, this scene here. 
Well, I mean, just so confusing because like, yeah. I think we've all been working under the assumption this entire time that Agnes is either working with the bigger power that's controlling mm. things, trying to help Wanda. And I think that there's still probably an element of truth to it. But this scene really sets it up that Agnes is equally as sort of uh, under control as, as everyone else is. Now, could this be a red herring? 100%. Maybe this right. is a big trick. But assuming that it's not, like just assume that might be Agnes is faking this whole thing and we're going to be like, ha ha, I got you. I fooled you all. But like assuming that it's not, she's clearly being affected. Yeah. She's clearly mm-hmm. scared. Like she has tears in her eyes when she's yeah. talking to Vision. Uh, um. But she, as opposed to the others, like when Vision is in the cul-de-sac and says to people, hey, are you okay? Is that your kid? Nobody responds. They're frozen. Agnes still has some wiggle room. She's able to talk a little bit. Um, yeah, as you said, she, she's like, this is where we get all the big reveals. She knows yep. it's, she knows he's vision. She says Avenger. He doesn't know what an Avenger is. He has no memory. You're dead. He now has this information. So like, I will say that once we do get to whatever scene he has with Wanda in the next episode, like yep. he's going to have a lot of questions. He's going to be even more yeah. pissed he than he be was mad. in family be ties. Mad, yeah. mad. Yeah. Um, and then another important bit of information here. Last week, there was a lot of discussion when we weren't sure if Wanda was really controlling people or not. When Vision did the same thing to Norm uh, at the yeah. office, he only said, she is she. in my head. Right. She is controlling. And we're like, oh, is Mephisto a girl? Is somebody else? Is somebody else doing this? But Agnes pretty much puts a point on it. She says, when, when Vision says, I'm going to go outside, I'm going to get help. She says, how? No one leaves. Wanda won't even let us think about it. And then says, all is lost. Right. So this is pretty clear at this point. And as we get further in the episode, it's even more clear that like Wanda is doing this. Um, I, I, my theory, my working theory with the Agnes, assuming that Agnes is Agatha Harkness and has some level of magic. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you could make an argument that every super powered person in Westview is mm-hmm. not able to be controlled by Wanda. If mm. if, Piet- if Pietro is indeed Pietro and not Mephisto, right. Billy Billy and Tommy, Vision, and perhaps Agnes it being like magical on some level has an ability to be a little bit impervious, a little uh-huh. bit more her own person, mm-hmm. but not enough because Wanda is so powerful. So then Working who is theory. Her? Then who is yeah. Herb? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh. Herb, Herb also breaks free too. Uh, Emma, yeah, thoughts here. Well, oh man, because it, it, because it, <laughs> Okay. We're we're all expecting Agnes to be Agatha Harkness. Yeah. Uh, right. which means that it could go either. I mean, there there is we do have to consider, I think, the possibility that she is acting. Uh yes, and that that's she where I'm at. Yeah. and that she has intentionally driven out to the edge of the barrier so as to lure Vision out there and make him leave in an attempt to go help everybody, thus causing Wanda to do what she did at the end of the episode. That's kind of where I'm living right now, theory wise. But on the other, on the other hand, let's consider that she actually like, yes, she's still Agatha Harkness, but she is under some level of control, just not as strong as say your average person who has no sort of supernatural abilities. Right. And in that case, I still think that there was some intention to her driving to try to get out of it, to get to the the barrier. But instead now of as an antagonist, as an ally. Mm. All right. Shannon, what do you think? 
Uh, so the license plate, I Googled it. It, it means nothing. It's just a yeah. random license plate. Also, um, isn't it a Connecticut <laughs> license plate? Yeah, it I, is. It's a Connecticut see, license plate. See, that I couldn't I couldn't quite see. But I'm, I'm kind of with Emma. I mean, yeah. I, I think she she came in to sort of stabilize Wanda at the beginning and Wanda's powers, the, the, the changing, the, the reshaping of reality that it has now started to affect someone possibly as powerful as a witch like Agatha Harkness. Right. Um, and the fact that the car was directed in the other direction, it just seems like, okay, she's trying to get out of here. Yeah. Right, right. Well, the idea of her taking a wrong turn, because I don't think any dialogue in here is not without purpose, right? Yep. All totally. is lost. Remember, all is lost is actually a movie that came out with Robert Redford where he fought the sea and in the end died. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, this is a spoiler, but like, ten of you were going <laughs> to see it. Ten <laughs> of you were going to see it. Hey, but like, don't, yeah. don't fight the sea. <laughs> well, fair. And the sea always wins. That's Wanda. And yeah. I think Vision is Robert Redford in this scenario fighting the sea, which is Wanda, which we see later when he tries to escape the energy field. That's the repercussions. But I also think, is she, I don't, I, I'm in Emma's camp for me. I think it's still, she's still part of this. I think she's play acting. I think there's a possibility here that who's ever in control of this got to Wanda so they could pit Wanda against Vision in some way down the road and i think the luring out is interesting too if you're turning wanda into the villain in vision's mind remember vision is one of the, the most uh i don't know nice thinking people on the planet remember he could pick up before anyone else could that shows you that he's got a certain point of view on this or certain yeah, purity to his essence and pitting them against each other i don't know what the point of that is if you're trying to set this all up for wanda to be the person that you control so i wonder if maybe in the end it is vision that they're trying to get or mephisto's trying to get overall with the kids i don't know but all of I this I, and i don't I, believe agnes i i'm with emma i think agnes was acting here i don't 100 percent trust i like so both of my theories about yeah. agnes I, I i i equally believe both of them and i Fair think enough. that too if you kind of just like look at the the idea of agnes is definitely trying to leave so from that point exactly. of view, you could definitely frame it as they're trying to get to what this is a this is a Agnes is trying to leave because she's bad. She's acting right. and she is trying to lure vision out because we know that's going to make Wanda use her powers to expand right. the energy field to keep him alive. They are trying to control vision on some level right. to like control wanda like right. and it's like he basically needs to rebel against her power so that she like expands her power to its full extent awesome. in a villainy sort of way yeah michael i know you're about to chime in let me ask you about this as you're chiming in too is there a possibility here that we're all completely wrong and she's just a woman from another town who literally took a wrong turn and got herself stuck in this mess i don't know but anyway go ahead. Yeah. i think i think a little bit i think i think not that per se but what i was going to say because i do agree with you that no dialogue in this show is just random dialogue like yeah. the yeah. you got lost in a town that you've lived in your whole life question yeah, right. i don't think that that is i don't think that's wasted dialogue mm -hmm. i do think though i i still i'm on the i don't think agnes is acting i don't think she was acting last week with the dead dog okay. i don't think she's acting now um <laughs> but i do think that that is an important piece of information insofar as whatever agnes's deal is she's not from westview 
Mm-hmm. Everyone else in the town, like like everyone else in the town, is a Westview resident. Wanda, she's definitely uh, not whether, from there. Yeah, yeah, like she's not from Westview. Like whatever's going on with her, wh- whether she is a witch, whether she's this, whether she's that, whether she's the other thing, she is. Uh, she is not the same as everybody else. And that piece of information when she's like, I got lost and Vision's like in a town you lived in your whole life is I think from a writing standpoint is just there to tell us she's separate. She's Mm -hmm. different. Also, Mm -hmm. where the fuck is Dottie? Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. Like what is up? Dottie Dottie is such a, was had such a big introduction, big reveal, played by someone who is a a actress of note who said in interviews that Kevin Feige had to approve her. Mm -hmm. Like clearly an important thing who was in episode two and then just disappeared, is not on the board when they're doing, like we're like, we're coming to the end of this. Yeah. The fuck is up with Dottie? Maybe Dottie is Pietro. (laughs) Maybe. Dottie's husband. Where's Dottie's husband too? Where's it? Where's that guy? First guy. I missed that mustache. Uh, all right, let's see if we can barrel through all of this and have conversations as we're uh, entering past the hour and a half mark. All right, Darcy is hacking. Monica gets a text says her way back to the hex will be here. Quote in an hour. Just have to meet my guy over the ridge. So I think we've. I think perhaps we've specified the gender of who this might be. This engineer that she's been talking about. Darcy tries to warn her that she can't go back in the hex saying Hayward has your blood work. We've gone through the boundary twice. The energy has rewritten your cells. Your body is changing. And Monica has a really uh, <laughs> honest moment for anyone who's gone through a relative uh, who's passed from cancer or has deals with cancer. She talks about the cells and metastas- uh, meta- metastasizing cells, whatever Met- it is. Metastasizing. Metastasizing. That's it. Meta- I knew there was an extra couple of constants I was missing. Metastasizing <laughs> cells. Says she knows what Wanda is feeling and she won't stop until she helps her, which is a great hero moment. Darcy says she's staying and wants to get through Hayward's last firewall. And at a bit of a mega mo- meta moment says there's something big here, something that can help us. I know it. Then Monica and Jimmy head out. Uh, we go back to the town square uh, and the Pietro and Wanda are talking. Pietro says mom and dad would have loved it. Asks Wanda where she was hiding all these kids up till now, which is something Vision asked her about. The, when they had the fight, there's no kids anywhere. She mm-hmm. says, oh, I, I see. It, you know, All the kids were probably asleep in their beds. You made sure not to traumatize them beyond the occasional holiday episode. Uh, and he says she was always the more empathetic twin, which is a reference, of course, to what you mentioned, Michael, that maybe this is more akin to their relationship in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, give, he gives her credit for externally improving their lives. She asks in a moment of clarity she asks you don't think it's wrong and pietro says no i'm impressed it's a huge loop of leap of using your yeah. powers how do you even do all this and he said he kind of breaks down a little bit and says hey um let me take away the veneer of being the cool brother and say you can talk to me i'm not your husband i'm not your kids you can actually talk to me uh and, and uh, he says she says uh, and he says how did you do it and she says I don't know how I did it. I don't know. I only remember feeling completely alone and empty, endless nothingness, then turns back to see Pietro dead with three bullets in him before he comes back to normal. So let's deal with both of those scenes as one. Uh, Shannon, I'll go to you first on the, on these. You've uh, she's, uh, we've got the rewritten, the rewriting of the cells for Monica. So sent, essentially laying the groundwork for her. And then also this conversation between Pietro and, uh, and uh, Wanda. Yeah, in terms of terminology of rewriting cells, you might 
say they were mutating. How? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, but in terms of the conversation, uh, the thing that uh, Pietro starts off with is saying Westview, New Jersey is charming as hell. Yeah. I mean, again, like, yeah. like when the devil has been mentioned in the past, and I think it, I think it was only Agnes who said it, it, it was sort of like in the third part, like she's talking about someone. Right, right. Mm-hmm. The, the way that um, Pietro's uh, hell-based statements have come out are are not talking about it in the third person. He's yeah. he's he's saying it from a point of hell, you know, go go forth, uh, uh, demon spawn, uh, that that type of thing. It's like he's not talking about it as a separate entity. He's he's speaking at it at, at, from like a plate from a place of like here. This is what I want you to do. Right. So I think that just kind of gives more to gives more to the idea that Pietro is Mephisto. Maybe Dottie was Mephisto as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there was one other thing that he said that that I just that just dropped out of my head. Okay. Oh, it's it's kind of that situation of I gave you something and you've 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 done things that I did not think was possible. With yeah, it. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's kind of what I think has happened. Okay, all right, Emma. So much of this, it, you know, is, is it, tell me what your feelings are about these two scenes combined here, but also this real. Um, honest moment between Wanda and Pietro where uh, she says she asks him you don't think it's wrong which kind yeah. of reveals that she's in control here yeah, yeah absolutely um I, I mean again but I I do think that there is a lot of credibility to the idea of it wasn't her that yeah. kind of started it right. but she was made the offer and she embraced it because she was in a place of feeling so alone and i think that that is is the really important thing to like get out of this conversation is this whole idea of like loss and loneliness that that is central to this entire story i mean that that is that is the connection between monica and wanda like that is why monica specifically is in this show it's because she and wanda are connected through this idea of loss and grief and the way that we deal with it. Um, and so again, like I, I love that it acknowledged that even Wanda looks around at what she has done and she has done this, you know, yeah. she has made the decision as we know for sure at the end yeah. of this episode to have a certain level of control of what's going on here, even if she wasn't the one that initially did it, but she, she, had it happened to her, perhaps, but then embraced it and how it coincided with her magic and the way that she was able to explore and expand those powers, which again, like, it's this whole idea of Wanda is so, so powerful, and yet she keeps losing everybody that she really loves. Right. So it's this idea of Wanda going, I've done this thing to deal with my loss, to self-soothe, to make myself feel better, but I do recognize on some level that this might be wrong. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's a great point. You know, it goes back to the commercial, right? That kid gets the magic, but right. still can't keep death away, right. even though he gets the magic. Yes. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts about this scene? Both these scenes combined and the conversations. Uh, well, look, Monica changing and getting powers, no, no brainer. We all assumed this was what was yeah, happening. I no do surprise. think Shannon <laughs> is right. I think that this explanation for the way that the DNA is changing could very much lead down a mutation road. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. I do think, yeah, like to Emma's point, Monica specifically says the reason she will go back into the hex is I know what Wanda is feeling right. and I won't stop until I help her. So her empathy, her compassion for Wanda 
comes from someone else who understands grief and understands what Juan is going through. Yeah. As far as her guy being here in an hour, I cannot wait to see who this guy is. <laughs> do I do I want it to be Reed Richards? Yes. Do I yes. think it's going to be Reed Richards? No. Mm, I, I, no. I, 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 listen, I, I would love it if it was. I just feel like they're not going to they're not going to do a, a reveal that they're not ready for that yet. Yeah. In I don't this know. yet. Yeah. I want it to be. But so we'll Me see too. who that is. Um, but then, yeah, as far as I totally picked up on what Shannon said, the Westview is charming as hell. Mm. Uh, the mom and dad moment, they would have loved it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm 100% on board with Shannon uh, that Pietro's knowledge about what's going on here. Yeah. And the way he, he's, oh, you did this. Oh, yeah, you had the kids sleeping, avoid the trauma. You're a really mm. nice person. You kept the personalities close. Right. This definitely feels like somebody who's like, yeah, I know how to do this magic stuff. But what you did with it, not what I would have done, but a little right. bit nicer than me. But okay, nice. It's interesting. Um, it's, it's just really, really fascinating. But the big, the big part to me, I mean, to me, mm. one of the most big, most telling, like Mephisto neon signs in this episode is when Wanda says, I don't know how I did it. I only remember feeling completely alone, empty. I just, endless nothingness. Um, mm -hmm. And that's right before she sees dead Pietro right there. But it is, like to Johnny's point, that completely harkens back to what happens in the commercial. And yeah. it harkens back to Mephisto's MO. Like Mephisto's thing is he kind of shows up at your darkest moment. Like yeah. in, he, we've talked a lot about how he's so famous for the whole Wanda uh, and his tie to the twins. But the other famous Marvel story that he's kind of most known for is the One More Day story in Spider-Man, where Aunt May bring died. That up. Good one, good one. Uh, where Aunt May died, and mm -hmm. Peter Parker was so distraught, so like upset by it, that Mephisto shows up and makes a deal with him that he'll bring Aunt May back, but he's going to change all of reality, and Peter will have never been married to Aunt to Mary Jane. Yeah. And he, ta he he gives something, but he takes something away. And so this idea that she was at this dark place, like she was so alone, so empty, combined with the commercial where this predator shark jumps out and says, here's some magic, to me is like, this is like, this is definitely Mephisto. And basically, Shannon now has me really, really thinking that this, uh, this form of Pietro is basically Mephisto showing up to admire the works that he has wrought. Because I do think this really now does read like, uh, you know, because like the other thing that Pietro says here is uh is the whole thing about the powers is that here or isn't that the next no, scene it's in the, it's no, the yeah, next that, one yeah but oh, just yeah. talks about okay. being able to like it's amazing what you've done he does say that yeah yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. all right i'll wait I'll, I'll save the powers thing for the next scene but that's okay. my thoughts here okay all right uh, uh yeah i agree it's a great thing you bring up one more day uh, uh mike because in this whole scene there's a quick shot of a of a blown up spider-man uh face in the black costume not in the regular costume and oh really like, yeah, there's like hellish fire around that Spider-Man too. So I that, did not see that. Oh, so cool. That's a, that's a great reference you make for one more day. For those of you who haven't read that arc, it absolutely works. Yeah, uh, the thing about Monica, like I said, no brainer, no problem at all. I, I I don't know if Pietro is Mephisto. I'm not on that train yet, but yeah, I you know I respect the fact you guys feel that way. I just I'm I'm reserving judgment to see why he's asking all these questions and then later which we're about to get to when he makes that callous <laughs> comment about vision it's an interesting thing to say but this idea of nothingness alone empty it's so ironic cuz she felt the most alone and the most empty when everyone came back 
when you would mm -hmm. argue more people were on the earth and all of us who've been through those moments we know it doesn't matter oh. how many people are around you when you're alone you're alone and you feel it deep in your bones so for sure a pretty interesting moment yeah oh is there one more thing you want to say mike or no we've no, no no i was just like i actually really didn't think about it that yeah. way that that in a moment when everybody returned and everybody came back was when her she felt the most alone i just thought yeah. i thought that was yeah. a really nice point <laughs> Thank you, man. All right, let's move on. Darky, Darcy is hacking into the firewalls, and she finds the secret thing that Hayward is uh, uh, hiding this program. It's called Cataract. Uh, what's a cataract? It's uh, it's a cloudy area in the lens of the eye that leads to a decrease in what? Vision. Vision. <laughs> so we shall see. Uh, she sends this uh, email to Jimmy Wu here. Uh, we go to Hayward tracking vision. Vision walks up to the energy field. You can hear the crackle and almost demonic sounds coming from the energy field. He pushes through the energy field as Hayward's men drive up. Uh, Darcy runs up as well, and Vision is fighting to escape. And then Hayward actually says this line. He says, he really does want out, doesn't he? So I don't know, I'm just saying, yeah, maybe he's not such a bad guy. The vision starts to go to pieces. <laughs> or is he? Because he's oh, like, oh, it? vision should just stay in there forever and ever and ever until he it's decays really... into nothingness. <laughs> well, he... he starts to decay now as he starts, you know, pieces of him go flying back into uh, the energy field uh, because, of course, he has died because he can't exist outside of Westview. He goes yeah. back to where he was before. But uh, he's, he says in a powerful moment saying, help these, these people need your help here in Westview. Once again, the purity of his essence coming through here, sacrificing himself in essence to help these people. Uh, but then uh, Tommy's powers, Wiccan's powers are ignited in this moment. He hears the screams of his father. He starts to see the visions, runs to his mom, tells Wanda what's happening. And then Pietro says the most offensive line of the episode. Don't sweat it, uh, sis. It's not like your dead husband can die twice. And she unleashes on him, sends him over these tombstones, sends him over these tombstones. Uh, and uh, then Wanda gets Billy to, Billy to focus. Wanda stops everything once she senses what Billy is sensing and explodes the energy field into a wider radius, begins to move and consume everything. It changes everything into a 50s kind of carnival aspect versus where we're at is the early 2000s. I found that to be interesting. We And Darcy gets consumed by the energy field, but we don't see what she turns into. All the soldiers turn into clowns. All the, the, the helicopters turn into hot air balloons. The vehicles, the army <laughs> militarized vehicles, they turn into a funnel cake uh, food truck. Uh, there, Hayward is freaking out, almost gets consumed by it as they're driving away. Jimmy and Monica drive away. Uh, and then uh, Wanda finally snaps out of it. End of episode. Michael, thoughts on this entire fucking scene? Uh, uh, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, first of all, uh, Hayward having a top secret project called Cataract. I think we are now beyond the you're a government Joe just trying to do your job. Like that combined with the shot of Vision on the table from last week, like hooked up yeah. to a bunch of things. Like his goal here is clearly vision he wants vision he's mm -hmm. tracking vision he has a top secret project called cataract that's behind a bunch of firewalls like he like look whether or not you want to argue that it's justified within this universe given everything that's happened to be afraid of superheroes which yeah. you can make that argument that's the great sure. thing about this world is sure. that's a fair argument to make very but fair he's clearly trying to take the body of vision and weaponize it yeah. as something that he can use against 
any threat that he deems worthy of threat and what, however you want to take that. But yeah. if you like Vision, I don't know how you can like that plan. So, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Vision walks through the barrier. One of the things I liked about that was I do like how the effect of his pieces kind of falling mm. apart and going back, very reminiscent of the dusting. Not, yes. not dusting necessarily, right, but right. I do think within the Marvel Universe, the concept of sort of coming apart in a magical slash cosmic sense has a very specific look and we now yeah. know what it is. And even though this is a play on it, I thought it was really cool visually the way that they did that. Um, uh, real, quick, Michael, love, real quick, Michael, yeah. to add to your point, when he comes out and he goes to his knees, the cape is flowing behind him like it was when Wanda killed him at the end to take the Mind Stone yeah. out of mm -hmm. Infinity War. So yeah. great point you bring up. So go ahead, yeah. Uh, just in comparison to last week, I do think it's really important to note that Wanda kind of left Westview to protect what was important to her. Yeah. And right. I think that it's very telling that Vision left Westview to protect everybody else mm -hmm. like when, you're, when we're looking at when we're looking at wanda's arc in this and everything else and what it means to be a hero and what it means to be a villain like wanda as yeah. much as we all i think i think as much as we all empathize with wanda and mm. as much as we all love wanda and as much as we all feel for wanda in this grief we all know that what she's doing is wrong yeah right and vision everything that vision is doing including He's way more concerned about these about the citizens of Westview than he is mm. for himself. Is is that that's the hero? And I think that that's an interesting point. And the fact that those two things happened in virtually the exact same spot within the two episodes, within one episode of each other, yeah. I think is really really telling. Um, I think that uh, Billy getting magic is awesome. It's Wiccan, everybody's favorite gay wizard. Here he is. He's not out of the closet yet, but here he is. Um, <laughs> And uh, and yeah, and so I think I think those are all the, those are all the big things. I love that sword agents turned into fucking clowns. What? Why you know, are we like, turning into carnival? That was awesome. Why? Why? Why fifties carnival? What is that? Why are we going backwards now? I didn't really feel like I, I like Grant. You are. I didn't think about it that way. Although yeah. you are right. Like carnivals and circuses are yeah. definitely of yesteryear. It's not something we really do today. Right. But yeah. I think that I think that it was less about going back to a previous time and more about sort of a maybe Wanda's uh, opinion. Of sure, agents. sure yeah. but I think it also, was... I don't know, maybe there is something to it, though, of, like, getting the time, the timelines crossed, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, how can I just, like, quickly justify this being in this world? That's a great well, point, Emma. That's, like, yeah. it's, this This was not a thought-out action. <laughs> yeah. This, this yeah. was a reflex. And it's the, the greatest thing... way to make them non-threatening is to turn them into yeah. clowns from the 50s, funnel yeah. cakes instead of missiles, yeah. Yeah. hot air balloons instead of, yeah. But go, yeah the go ahead, the other thing I do want, I just want to bring up about Wanda's powers in general, because we're yeah. talking about this massive moment and we, mm -hmm. we, we, we kind of hit on it. Like I think Emma brought it up earlier and I think we kind of skipped over it in one of the scenes, but they make a very clear point here. Uh, that Wanda, I mean, Pietro literally says, like, this is a lot better than the whole, like, you know, like, giving people visions and the woo-woo red powers. Mm -hmm. uh, right, and right. they make a really clear point that Wanda had a massive power-up between where she was and where she is. Mm -hmm. And so what we see her do now, yep. like, and we've sort of been hinting at it and playing around with it, and the whole concept of this show kind of speaks to it. But this is the first moment, like, when Billy's, like, vision is in, dad's in trouble. Yeah. And she's, like, concentrate what's going on. When her eyes glow red Whew. and she freezes everybody mm -hmm. and then the red magic flies out from her and the entire uh, hexagon just yeah. starts to massively expand to envelop Vision and to save him and to do everything. Like, 
we are we are seeing the effect of whatever happened to you changed you to a whole other level. Like what yep. you did in Age of Ultron and even what you did in Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame, as powerful as you were and as much as the point has been made within the show that as badass as you were, you were baked, you took on Thanos by yourself and mm -hmm. you probably could have done it. Mm -hmm. And what, what you have now is massively more than that. Like the show is definitely making the point that A, Wanda is super powerful and B, if you've read Avengers Disassembled or House of M, or yeah. any of the big Wanda stories, Wanda has maybe more power than any one person should have or yeah. could potentially handle. So like, it's gonna be really interesting to see where they go from here. Yeah, well, Emma, thoughts about all this? And, and just real quick, yeah, Mike, it, this idea of embrace, simply because you're capable of a lot of powers, doesn't necessarily mean that you understand how to control it and handle it. And mm -hmm. certainly we're seeing her level up in essence, uh, like a video game here, and uh, embrace her full, full strength when someone she loves is threatened. Uh, yeah. So go ahead, go ahead, Emma. Sorry. But it is it is interesting though that it is Pietro that point points out just how far her powers have come yeah. and is like, "What you're doing is great. You should totally keep going with those powers." <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good. Point. So even if he is not Mephisto himself, I think that he is summoned by whatever it was that made mm. Wanda embrace this situation in the first place and thereby he is another agent that's being used to attempt to control yeah. her by like giving her that sense of like encouragement and, and brotherly affection <laughs> uh all right and uh shannon what do you think about all this um so yeah a i was 100 on the mike and emma are right train until Darcy opened that file and what the name of the project was, a yeah. cataract. A yeah. cataract mm -hmm. destroys vision. Right. Yeah. So as vision was coming out. Get to it, get to it. As vision was coming out and Hayward is like, wait a minute, he's actually trying to come back. He's yeah. trying to come back so we can destroy him. He was in pieces because they know like this thing is too dangerous. We have to completely destroy it. But it is made of vibranium, which is the toughest metal on Earth. Yeah. And somehow Wanda found out that they are trying to destroy the body of her lover. And that's why she went in. Interesting. Okay, so I am a different point of view. Huh. I think he's trying to bring back Ultron. And I think in that way, so he's using Vision to bring back Ultron. I think oh. Marvel and I think the fans of the MCU are mad at how Ultron was treated in Age of Ultron. So if we go a roundabout way to bring Ultron back here through Vision. Remember, Vision was initially created to house Ultron. Mm -hmm. So maybe they were trying to work on a new version of Vision and bring back Ultron and put it to use him as a sentient weapon. So, Michael. I will agree with you. He's a bad guy. So in this moment, ah! he's doing these things. <laughs> if he's trying to bring back Ultron and thinks he can control it, he is a bad. He's a bad guy. Uh, so uh, looking at all of this, this is what impressed me. The cataract thing immediately got it. Uh, you know, because my dad had those, so I got it. It was a great reference. But then this idea that it's trying to destroy Vision. Vision. Uh, will he create Ultron to destroy Vision, destroy Wanda, so that he can control the situation? I don't know, but I love it. Mm, but interesting. Pietro, interesting. Pietro's, yeah, Pietro's words about. Uh, you know, my you can't, your husband can't die twice. It seems so callous for someone yeah. who's supposedly guiding Wanda 
to this place. So I don't understand mm, what his place but, is. What do you guys but, think? But, but, bad guys are bad. Yeah, but also it is that level of just like uh knowing how to push someone's buttons you know so mm, it, so yeah. it like it it links into that idea of the relationship between siblings where sometimes yeah. you take stuff a little too far when you just tell it like it is uh because he's doing nothing but telling the truth quite frankly yeah, right uh well, and i wonder if like there is that level of of again is that manipulation of going well you need to confront the truth that like yeah. your your dead husband is dead so if you want him to stay alive like you got to kick the powers up girl let's go right and he was just dead himself and in, in her when she turned around and saw him as he died in yep. age of ultron mikey you were gonna say well, it's the the Pietro thing really is like dry. Like I, I just can't figure out one way or the other how I feel about it. But I think yeah. so like to looking at it both ways, if Pietro is Mephisto, Mephisto's a demon. He has no empathy. That's a sur- super normal thing for a demon to say. Like it's a, hey, your dead husband can't die again. I'm a demon. I have no empathy. You deserve what you got. Uh, if it's Pietro, there's a... We talk a lot about House of M and how Wanda recreates reality to give everybody what she wants. But uh, mm. one of the big reveals at the end of House of M, like all the heroes think that it was Magneto who got Wanda to do this thing because Magneto is sort of the ruler of this alternative yeah. reality. Right, right. But what you find out at the end of House of M is it was really Pietro who convinced her to do it. Convinced yeah. her that, you know, the X-Men and the Avengers don't know what to do with you. You're too powerful. Right. They're going to kill you. Mm. Let's give you, you have the power, give them what they want do whatever and it's pietro who kind of convinces her to do this thing that is really a horrible thing to do to people so pietro in this show if he is pietro as i said at the beginning is acting more like the pietro from the comics who is a little bit callous and kind of whatever that all, all that being said uh the 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 Shannon idea that this is all Mephisto and he's kind of showing up to be like, let me make sure that I keep this shit. Like Mephisto clearly wants something out of Wanda. He mm-hmm. didn't give this for free. As we were saying, like there's a tit for tat here, just like with the soul stone. There is a, I will, I will level you up so that you can do all these things, Yeah. but you're going to have to pay the Piper eventually. And yeah. what that payment may be is going to be, I think what, what the big finale of this hinges on. Yeah. Now I'm back on Pietro being Pietro, but having been like summoned by <laughs> Mephisto yeah. to further control Wanda. Also, oh, also, how does Qui- how does Pietro Quicksilver know that Vision is dead? That is not uh, right. the Fox and, Films version. Right, of, and he would have been so- dead at that point that he died. Right. So, right. Yeah, so this is interesting knowledge for him to be having. You at are. This moment. That's a really. That actually really is a big. That's a giant yeah. checkmark in the in the yeah. in the in this the, beat this. This be Mephisto column. This in the Mephisto um, box. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you're right. Like like like, even assuming that this Pietro shows up and whether it was Wanda or whoever has all of Quicksilver's memories, mm. uh, Quicksilver wouldn't know that. The idea yeah. that he says he's he's he can't die twice puts him really in the Mephisto column. There's a really big like you know I do think that there's an interesting assuming this is Mephisto and that Mephisto let's just say. Yeah, because I don't know what else you would I, like somebody else. Somebody else earlier today was like, well, maybe that's Mephisto. And I completely dismissed it because I was like, if it was Mephisto, why didn't he just show up as the other Quicksilver? Like, why? Why make it confusing? But let's assume mm. for a minute that even Mephisto can't reanimate a dead human. Like, right. Like, Vision, Vision's cool, but like you can't do that. So he pulls in this other one like 
And he tells Wanda, oh, well, you know, when the big reveal of all this happens, well, there's mm-hmm. another universe where there's another Pietro. And then Wanda's like, well, maybe there's another universe where there's another vision and rips open right. the multiverse. Like, like, I do think that even if this is a Mephisto dressing up as a different, like, it's clearly intentional by Marvel's part that this is right. clearly yeah. clearly a Pietro from another universe. So it's not right. like Mephisto just was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to pretend that I'm Pietro and look like Tom Selleck. Right. Like, right. this yeah. is definitely... A yeah. Pietro. Yeah. So I think maybe, like, maybe, so, like, even the reveal of this might lead to Wanda ripping open the multiverse. I don't know. So the, I don't know. The, the him knowing about the fact that Vision is dead, I think, again, I, I, I think that it is a strong argument for the this is Mephisto. However, at the same time, we've seen other people connect with Wanda in a way where they are oh. aware of what is happening to them. So, like, she's getting into people's heads. So it's possible that, like, some of her own... Because even though, yeah, like, he obviously has some control over what he's doing. She can't really control him in the way that she's controlling everybody else. His appearance is still matching with what she wants it to be, with what the the sort of uh, um, status quo is for the flavor of the week as far as the town goes. So I think there is a little bit of like mind melding that's going back and forth. And he is aware of what she's doing. So I do think that there's a possibility that it's like he knows because she knows and everybody actually knows what she knows on some level. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some unconscious or subconscious level. They all have, since she's controlling their minds, a hive mind in essence. And so they would have access to, her as well. I, I'm not on the Pietro's Mephisto train, but I'm open to the possibility. Uh, yeah. I, 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 and I want to see who it ends up being. But this idea that they're now, in essence, two full villains here, because if Hayward is trying, in my opinion, he's trying to bring back Ultron and trying sure. to create S.H.I.E.L.D., then you've got, or trying to create, a, use Vision as the uh, body for it, and then you've got Mephisto in, then, you know, this is going to be interesting in the as we go into the next three, possibly four episodes how this all starts to play itself out because now we're going to need some answers every episode as we go forward and rambo is going to need to take because she was a bit sidelined in this episode a little bit she's going to need to come to the forefront here in this situation as the in essence the real true hero of this whole thing Mm -hmm. it's almost like wandavision is is created to launch monica rambo as a superhero almost so it's interesting as they're as I don't this hate goes it. along. Yeah, I know. I don't either. <laughs> I'm uh, not any, mad at it. <laughs> any final words before we wrap up here? I mean, I think the expansion is definitely going to warrant calling in a bigger gun. Yep. And whether that bigger gun is Doctor Strange, mm. let's wait and see. Hmm. But did that you, air- Did you make up Hexpansion or did you read that? Yeah, did just you? now. Hey-o. Just, <laughs> just now. <laughs> by the way, by the way. <laughs> um that aeronautical engineer like we talked briefly before we started recording like i think if it were going to be somebody of a reed richards or a sue storm or a riri williams if it was going to be somebody like that i do think that's how you close an episode that Mm -hmm. that uh monica and, and jimmy woo get away they hook up with the engineer you turn around like hey i'm I'm Reed Richards or, or, or whomever. Yeah. I, I think it will be a character of note. And that's why I think I'm, I'm saying that it's going to be blue marble. You, you brought this up before we started the show. And I've been thinking about it as we've been doing this uh, spoiler episode. 
And I think it could be Simon Williams. <laughs> Remember, we spoke about the Grim hmm. Reaper. We saw his helmet in the second episode during the opening credits. We saw we saw the Grim Reaper's helmet. Simon Williams' Wonder Man, not that well-known amongst the mainstream uh, people who watch Marvel or DC films. So he's someone that you don't necessarily need to end the episode on, but you could present in the middle of an episode, could offer some things going forward. Uh, Mike or uh, Emma, do you guys have any guesses on who it might be and where we might see this person. I mean, honestly, with the way that we've been guessing each week and been wrong, and then they zig and they zig. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like if it honestly, like I next week we're gonna find out. Energy to make predictions you, anymore. You know, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fucking fucking Betty White is gonna be Mephisto. Oh, That's my guess. Like great. it's Betty White, guys. Great, fantastic. But no, like I, I I do think yeah I don't I think that we it. it this is what I love about the show and why I think the show is so much fun for everybody is because it it is it is doing, I'll say, like what Lost did at the beginning, but then oh. kind of lost their yeah. way on. Oh, please, but like, God. There's, yeah. there's such a tight story here, and, yeah. and they really know what they're doing, and yeah. they're teasing us, and they're having fun with us, but like everything still tracks and makes sense. Uh, and so it's like, oh, it's Pietro from the multiverse, or is it? And maybe it is, but like, well, like, and, and everything is tracked so well so far that whatever they do for these next three episodes, like, I feel like they're like, like, there's a, what I love about this show is that I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I've been, I've been wrong as much as I've been right about things. Um, but I have a faith that they're really going to stick this landing and I can't yeah. wait. And like, what's so much fun about the Marvel universe is sticking the landing isn't an end point. It's a beginning point. Like to Johnny's point, this show has, whether or not mutants come out of this show at all, mm -hmm. which is, I still think is a strong possibility, but I also completely could see them not doing it. We know that we're getting a new like photon slash Captain Marvel with Monica Rambeau. We've got Wiccan and Speed with the twins. Uh, we maybe have something with Darcy. Like there's this new character that has been teased for two episodes that's gonna show up to help Monica get into Westview. So this show, as much as it's like continuing this amazing story with Wanda and Vision, is also like launching us into this whole new thing. And I actually really thought about this today where I was like, as much as I've loved the past 10 years of Marvel, and the Tony Stark story and the Steve Rogers story and all of that, they've done such a compelling job that even if those guys never came back at all, and I know that they will, and I've, we've seen the, sure, yeah. seen the announcements, but even if those like top tier heroes that launched the Avengers never came back, like I'm in for this universe. Yeah. And I think that's a really, mm -hmm. that's, that's the coolest thing that they've done. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. Emma, any final words before we wrap? I'm just excited for next week. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Can't, couldn't say any better than that. All right. Well, thank you all so much for watching this spoiler epi uh, episode of the Geek Buddies here for WandaVision Episode 6. Always appreciate you all coming aboard every single week uh, to, uh, to listen or to watch our uh, review here. And remember, uh, when I say listen, the Geek Buddies are available on their own podcast feed. You can subscribe to that wherever you download podcasts. Just look up the Geek Buddies and we're there for you. Look at our logo and you can just subscribe there. If you don't want to watch our pretty faces, you can just listen to us while you're working out or working around the house for sure. Uh, once again, just want to thank Emma Five for taking the time to be on these reviews. It means so yes, much to us. Thank you uh, for having me. <laughs> you're awesome. Where can they find you, Emma? I'm at Emma Fife everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, you can also catch me hosting the download on Venn.tv every Monday through Friday. New episodes air at 10 a.m. and rebroadcast at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then they, VODs, 
all live on Venn.tv as well. Uh, and yeah, doing Thursday streams on my Twitch channel. It's getting <laughs> wild. It's getting real wild. Queen Victoria showed up last week. Oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good it's a good time. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, Shadow, what do we got to tell them? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies on Instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung on Instagram at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel, it is at MK Tune. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca, it is at the Roca says uh, Mikey. Listen, maybe Hayward's a villain, maybe he's not. But you know what? But you know what? We still wish he would listen to the show. And we want more people on board and we want more people listening. Uh, all of you guys who have been loving these WandaVision reviews, we really appreciate it. We really love you guys, like, sticking with us through all of this and, like, doing these deep dives. Uh, we want to continue doing that. We love do our weekly Geek Buddy show where we kind of hit the geek news of the week. We want you guys to tune in for that as well. Yeah. Uh, if you're enjoying this, the best thing that you can do is this. Like, like this post. Uh, subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Leave a comment below. Trust us. We read them all. We're super yeah. into it. As Emma said last week, she loves that our comment chain is not toxic. It yeah. actually yeah. is a bunch of people who are actually talking super cool geeky stuff. Yeah. So it's super great. <laughs> Uh, as Johnny said, if you are listening to this on Anchor or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, definitely like leave some stars, uh, leave a comment. It helps us go up in the rankings. And the best thing that you guys can do is share this video. And by the way, you guys have been doing a fucking kick-ass yeah. job of doing it. So keep it up. Like tell people that this is the WandaVision review to listen to. Retweet this. Post it. Put it on your Facebook. Tweet it to your friends. When they're like, what the fuck did happen? What, what's going on with Pietro? Who is Hayward good or bad? Just send him a link to Geek Buddies. We got it covered. Hey. <laughs> That's right. Where is Dottie? Hashtag where is Dottie? Hashtag uh, where is Dottie? Where is Dottie? I need to know. Okay? I got to interview Emma Caulfield Ford oh, about this show, and nice. she wouldn't tell me where Dottie was. Oh, so. that's a shame. Damn it. Well, we're going to find out. We've just crossed the two-thirds mark of this season, supposedly. So we're going into the last third, unless there is a Phantom 10th episode. Uh, so I think we're going to get Tati back and a lot of people coming back. And so buckle up and get ready. And we're going to be back with you every week doing these spoiler reviews. Uh, so keep out for the, keep looking out for them uh, and enjoy them. And we will talk to you next time uh, with another brand new spoiler review episode of WandaVision here on The Geek Buddies! <gasps> hey! hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.